0: Ooh, good evening, all you spooky kooky goose and goblins. Welcome to Make It Stop, the Bad Music Podcast, hosted by Heather and Mike. And I'm here too, hey, it's Wiley. <laughs>
1: our fully sound design for the BSB movie that ever ever existed there I was using um, a cinnamon stick and a glass of whiskey so if you're wondering <laughs> yeah. I think it's
0: almost as good as the uh the effects on uh, on the tracks on the album
2: oh definitely oh, yeah we didn't have the uh the two by four with a nail in it to slowly pull out <laughs> for the sound of a creaking coffin door but <laughs> or it's I was slapping my keys on the table
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We got that. <laughs> we got that. Or just like a really, really long, really heavy necklace, you know? It's just kind of like a one of those Run DMC chains. That's what I was That's that's I think what actually was the backing, you know, track to the Monster Mash, which is guess what, Stoppies, is what we're going to be talking about today. By the way, as uh, our wonderful uh announcer already announced, <laughs> you're not an announcer. You're I'm a guest. Not. I just made <laughs>
0: I could be a guest <laughs> announcer. I, I mean, I announced the, the show, so I guess...
2: Yeah, you can take off now. We've got all we need. We just needed you to to, to introduce us in a Bobby Pickett-Boris Bor- Karloff approximation, and, and we got it from here. Yeah, totally. No, no, of course, uh, our our dear friend, Andrew Wiley, stopping in again, uh, famously of the Shags episode way Ooh, back yeah. in season one. Mm. Oh, yeah. Back for another go-around and another piece of 60s uh, camp yeah. and uh, weirdness. The original Monster Mash by Bobby Pickett. That's right. I mean, you might think, hey, the Monster Mash, that's not bad music. That's an all-time, one of the greatest hits of all time. One of the
0: best songs. I could listen to that song, and I have for for more than an hour straight. I've done it. And just just nonstop.
2: As
1: they would say, it was a graveyard smash. And we say that because it literally was... This song, uh, the Monster Mash, and the song that is the album, the Monster Mash, or the original Monster Mash by Bobby Pickett, right, um, which is
2: the subject of the episode, of course. Which I was saying, like you know, the Monster Mash, the song, great all-time classic. While you were saying you, oh
0: yeah, so I mean, I could listen to the Monster Mash for for an hour if not more, and and, and I have in fact one time I, was, I had a pop-up shop in Alston, at, it was called Pop Alston, and you know for Halloween I was just like, hey, I'm I'm putting on the Monster Mash, and I'm gonna I'm gonna play it until until somebody asked me to stop, and, and I don't think anybody asked me to stop for probably about an hour and a half, so... And why would they? I, I mean, it's a great song. One of the best. One of the best songs.
3: Wow. Yeah.
2: I do I do think <laughs> it's... I mean, it is the only piece of, uh, like, 60s novelty music that endured um, in this way for so long. You know, it, it, it topped the charts in 62. Uh, it topped the charts again in 70 and 73, and then it has... It has, um, you know, I, I, the Wikipedia article claims that it never charted again after that, but I've read a Billboard article that says it does. It has hit their top 100 basically every Halloween season um, <laughs> since they started uh, tracking streaming, uh, you know, music streams. Yeah. So. Why wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, it is. It's it's the only Halloween equivalent of a Christmas Carol, you yep. know, that everyone knows, uh, and it's just it's just good fun. It is, you know, we know now, Heather and I at least know, that it is um, a direct lift from Mashed Potato time. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you might not know that there's a 16-track album uh, that was made after the Monster Mash to cash in on the Monster Mash and uh, squeeze a little more money out of it. Um, That is not quite up to the standards, I would say, of the hit. I would oh. say lightning does
0: not strike
2: twice, <laughs> nor does it strike 16 times. No,
1: Right. And, and okay, so we're talking about this album being 16 songs long, where it is just one song that is extended. You were talking about playing the, the album for an hour and a half. I mean, oh, that's, you could. it's mean,
0: well, not the album, but the Monster Mash. I mean, the song, yeah, right. Go that's, for it.
1: That's what this album is. It's the Monster Mash for an hour and a half, and it's somehow 36 but, like, minutes, and there's 16 different songs.
0: watered-down, odd versions of variations of the theme it's, e- it's, it's just it's too much
1: Bleh. it's definitely too much and not enough i i don't know if you guys know this but um i've, I've done a lot of research we're gonna get into the history of this uh, album because um i will say there's not a lot to pick apart in the the songs themselves and the lyrics but well there's some there's we're gonna get into weird shit about zombie sex tonight are you guys ready for that are we ready sure cool yeah. Yeah. Okay. oh there's a
2: deep lore established on this album there is there's, oh, there's a story being told well, that you can pick up on. I, I don't I know mean, if I'll, it's a
1: deep lore. I think
2: I picked up on some deep lore here. The, the relationship right. between Boris and Drac—it's—it's it's nuanced. Yeah. It's nuanced.
1: So we'll we'll definitely get into all of that. But um, did you know about the? So okay, let's back on up. So this is this is my dude, Bobby. Parentheses Boris Pickett, which of course the Boris. Representing, you know Boris Karloff who played Dracula. He can do
2: played. Um, sorry, uh, really? Bela Lugosi played Dracula. Oh yeah, Boris Karloff played uh, Frankenstein's, Frankenstein's monster, monster and the Mummy. Or was that Lon Lon Chaney was the Wolf Man?
0: Well, some of these cats played a lot of different people. Right. Um, in yeah. Like Karloff First, Karloff probably did play Dracula at some point. I, I um, but mostly, mostly more famous for uh, for the Mummy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: First, maybe we should back up and talk about the history of how this song slash album came to be. Let's talk about
2: uh, Bobby Boris Pickett. Let's oh, talk let's about talk my about boy. It.
0: Well, I mean, so I, I've been a big fan of the Monster Mash for a long time, and I, I remember when I first found out that Bobby Boris Pickett was from Somerville. Yes. It blew my socks off. Yep. I, I was I was super excited. I was like, I can't believe it. And not only was Bobby Boris Pickett from Somerville, uh, his father was the theater manager at the Somerville Theater. And so, yes. so Pickett kind of grew up watching all these old horror movies and, and loving them. And that's sort of the, the genesis uh, the Monster Mash.
1: Right. And and he just got very good at imitating, you know, uh, the voice. The the one that you so eloquently did as our intro. It's
0: Boris Karloff.
1: It's Boris
0: Karloff. That was more of a Lugosi right there.
2: But he does. He is trying to do Karloff's voice. He does his facial expressions. If you watch him on American Bandstand, he does some really terrifying Jim Carrey-esque uh, facial contortions throughout the lip syncing of the Monster Mash. He's it's the one thing he does really well and he managed to pay his rent for his entire lifetime mm-hmm. off of basically a song that he came up with in thirty minutes and recorded uh in like an hour.
0: Yeah. He which managed is, which is also basically just an
2: impersonation I- of Boris Karloff. Right. Literally Over that. a song that already existed called Mashed Potato Time.
1: <laughs> White men, am I right? So um <laughs> <laughs> but the, the fact that he was able to extend that, you're right, into an entire career with all of, you know, with uh, a, a hit like the Monster Match, which actually charted at least three times in, in multiple. I think it was the first artist or the first um, song to, you know, be at the top of the charts three times in three different decades.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so that's pretty fucking incredible for, you know, a guy that, again, you know, grew up in Somerville. Um, and was just a fucking weirdo who could do a really good, <laughs> like, impression of somebody else playing a character on a movie, you know?
2: Yeah, and he didn't even – he wasn't really even a musician. You know, he joined a doo-wop group because he, he he linked up with some doo guys when he was in Korea. Yeah, in the um, Korean War. Uh, but that was kind of just like a side gig. He really wanted to be an actor. He mm-hmm. he was obsessed with becoming an actor. Um, but this was just kind of a side thing where, he you know, his friends – he was doing. Uh, he, he he had a, like a little band. Uh, I believe it was called the Cordials. Yeah. Um, and they would play uh just gigs f- uh for dinner at an Italian restaurant. They would s- they would literally sing for spaghetti. I believe is a quote from him. <laughs> uh, Me too,
1: honestly. That's like a, that's what would? In, that's what a that's
0: a scene <laughs> from an Italian restaurant right I, there.
1: I, I love that idea. What food stuff would you um would you sing for? Oh,
0: almost any. I mean, any any it. good food. We'll sing for a a lobster.
1: <laughs> What's your singing voice like It's not Wiley? good It's not good It's oh. bad I, I,
0: I definitely I, I can't sing real good
2: I don't I think know I, You know I, I won't toot my own horn You all know the deal <laughs> <Blameshifter>. <laughs> Stop being camp. Um uh, Some fun I'm... Bobby Pickett facts I wrote down From oh, my man. research Lay it on me There's so many Dated Cloris Leachman
1: Oh I love that mm-hmm. I
2: don't know who that is
1: um, Very famous actress For uh, wh- Who was she?
2: Uh, wasn't she in The Golden Girls? Yes. No,
1: no, no. Cloris Leachman? Leachman. Um, I just know that she's like an iconic older lady from Young Frankenstein.
2: Yeah, Frau Blücher.
1: Yep, and, uh, History of the World Part 1, and she was on- Oh, yeah, she was on the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Okay. All right. well, either way.
2: Um, yeah, dated Cloris Leachman, uh, dad uh, ran Somerville Theater, We, we covered that, uh, recorded the Monster Mash at 24 years old. Yep. Uh, and- uh in his in his fifties, he reunited with his long lost daughter and they had a uh uh a, 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 a great like father-daughter relationship until his death in two thousand seven. Um perhaps I would say uh the only person in the history of Make It Stop who would pass the Is This Person a piece of shit test wow. with flying colors. Which
1: we have not brought back this season and I completely forgot. Is this person a piece of shit?
2: He's Wonderful. not not even a little bit. In fact, you read the He seems like a super chill guy. Yeah. He was the finest.
1: Um right. listeners, just as a, a quick aside, by the way, if you hear any, you know, um you know, the sounds of the city, uh police sirens or uh, you know, freight trains that go on for fucking miles, it's because we're recording in my backyard. So I apologize for that.
2: Right. This is our first in person guest uh, yes. since Mm-hmm. No, a March? long <laughs> a long
1: time ago a and, long uh, time ago I'm happy
0: to be here this is a great purple picnic table
1: <laughs> It really <laughs> is it really is um what was I saying? Oh, because, okay, of our Massachusetts childhoods, we know um, another little piece of trivia about my guy is that he was uh, the voice and also performed at Spooky World. America's um,
2: that's right. scariest theme park.
1: What is it? What's it's tagline? I think that's what I it is. I think that's what it is, I think that's what it is. It's, it is. Yeah. It is. it's Spooky I, World. And I <laughs> always, always, always wanted to go to Spooky World and for some reason I could never get anybody to take me to fucking <sighs> Spooky World. Would you go?
2: Yeah, I well, I didn't do the whole thing. The because they had, like, a haunted house, and they had, like, the stage show, which Bobby Pickett would do, and they had the haunted hayride. And I did the haunted hayride when I was a kid, and I got to say, that shit sucked.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh.
2: You oh, really, you're better weird. off going to Barrett's Haunted Mansion in Abington uh, than Spooky World, if okay. you ask me. That's a much better haunted house experience.
1: Well, there you go. But either way, he was there as a performer, um, and he actually performed with Tiny Tim.
2: Oh, they were good friends.
1: Good friends. Another, you know, novelty holdover from the 60s, um, who's actually way weirder and cooler, even.
2: Oh, <laughs> my God. If you haven't listened to the Howard Stern interview with him, it is, like, incredible. He is really? the weirdest, He's extremely fucking strange. eccentric. There's so many, I don't even know where to, be, where to begin <laughs> with Tiny Tim, but that that is, he lays it all out on the line to Stern, so it's from the 90s, I think, so wow. definitely check that wow. out. Wow. <laughs> Not that I'm, like, a huge Stern head, but, like, if he has, like, this one's worth it, even if you're kind of, you think that he's revolting, which he kind of is. Um, But yeah, uh, the one last piece of uh, trivia I had was a quote from uh, Bobby Pickett's sister, Linda Proctor which was, the girls in Somerville were always knocking on our door. He was very <laughs> handsome.
1: Yeah, so, okay, he might have been handsome, but his face is literally made out of, like, melting, like, candle wax and his <laughs> entire, like, persona as his Monster Mash. So if you look at the video for the Monster Mash, um, it's literally just him, like, clutching, like, his arm claw and, like, you know, like, uh, vibrating and, like, sneering and like the most grotesque you know facial approximations of i guess what he thinks is he so is he the narrator of this whole story is he igor
2: so my take i think he's supposed to be a dr frankenstein okay
1: he's dr frankenstein because
2: igor's a separate character who he also voices oh no no sorry igor was voiced by the guy who played the serial killer in m oh my god peter laurie yeah Peter Laurie does the voice of Igor on—I don't think on every track, but on the monster match. Oh, or, really? Uh, uh, maybe on, on whichever that. tracks he's in as a separate character, voiced by someone else. But
0: Bobby Bobby Pickett does the rest of the characters. Like I think they're all—they're all him. Like he does the the Karloff, which I, I guess we're, we're supposed to assume that it's Frankenstein's monster or, or Frank or Franken,
2: or Doctor Frankenstein. I think the main character Boris. In the in the story of this album is is like a Dr Frankenstein yeah type. Dr Frankenstein but then there's also Drac Drac yep well, look, that's uh, the who he also calls Bella who's yeah. uh, <laughs> his rival hint. frenemy who's trying to create a song that's better than the mon- a dance that's better than the monster yeah. mash which by the way they never tell you how to do the monster no, mash. No, they don't. No, they don't. They just say they're just describing just other people do doing the, the monster mash, mash. but uh, somehow on the internet I did find out how to do the monster mash. How do you do it? You do the mashed potato and you hold your arms out like Frankenstein.
1: Oh, oh. that makes perfect sense. Yeah, there's a ton of describing dances without actually giving any details on this album. There's a ton of just, you know, mythical monster creatures doing various dances there's weird shit like weird satire there's weird like references to the time that they were in um but overall what this was 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 literally like a joke from the beginning so I just want to like talk a little bit so there was this great article that I found an interview with um with my dude bobby pickett um on i think uh J- jan allen henderson um did this interview and um so he asked how was monster mash r- written and this is the story behind it so bobby pickett says the cordials used to do little darlin by the diamonds in the monologue in the middle of the song he says darlin i need you to hold in mind your little hand so I said to Lenny, the leader of the Cordials, let me do this rap as Boris Karloff. He said, great idea. So we sing the song and I do Boris Karloff and the audience was split up. One night after a set, and I guess split up means like they loved it, right?
3: Yeah.
1: One night after a set, Lenny said, you know, novelty records sell big time. We ought to do a novelty record with that voice. I didn't think much of the idea of writing songs at the time. So this was – he was he was like a stand-up comedian.
2: No, he's just an aspiring actor. He even, I guess he did do stand-up, though. I actually have a story from a different interview about him doing stand-up, if you oh, want yeah. to share that. Yeah, go for it. Because um, this is funny, because this actually, like, you know, you could say, like, oh, well, he just was really good at doing this impression, and that's how he ended up, like, you know, striking gold by accident, doing it on this track. But the impression, it turns out, wasn't even – his stick to begin with in this in this anecdote here, and this is from a uh, an interview on classicbands.com He says, "The first time I went on stage in Everett to do a five minute stand in Everett, com- yeah, where we are right where we now, are right now. Hey, return
0: to the scene of the crime here. Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> right, uh, right in Heather's backyard. It's true. The first time I went on stage in Everett in Heather's backyard to do a five minute stand up comedy spoof of Monsters, which I had kind of ripped off from a guy I had seen do it on a boat when I was returning from Korea in nineteen fifty eight. He did a spoof of Monsters." I just watched him and thought, that's a great act. He was <laughs> so doing-
1: we, wait, wait, so we just stole, he stole it from some other act. guy? Huh? He was huh? doing
2: huh? Boris Karloff <laughs> and Billy Lugosi impressions. I said, you wrote the act? He said, no, I stole it from Jack Carter. I saw it on TV. <laughs> I said, oh, okay, then you won't mind if I use it.
1: <laughs> so this is the original TikTok. Wow, so it's like, it's, <laughs> this it's, it's, is what we're TikTok a couple is. levels
2: deep of, of ripping off someone else's work here. For yeah, sure, I for think sure. It becomes clear over the course of the original Monster Mash album that Bobby Pickett, you know, he's a charming guy. He's a nice man, but... He's not... Too deep? This is not... There's not a deep well of talent, you know? I mean, he kind of... He really... He hit something unexpected with the Monster Mash. In fact, another quote from that same interview, he said, When I went in to record Monster Mash, I thought it was just a lark, and a few Boris Karloff freaks would enjoy this. Gosh, it was number one in eight weeks. Yeah. Uh, Imagine that. Two months after you go and record this thing, just as a fucking joke, that you wrote in 30 minutes, and it's the number one song in the country. Um... But it's Again, not. It's not white the one men. Off the
1: unbelievable! Can you just <laughs> can you believe it, folks? It is quite the talent. Just being a mediocre white man in America.
2: He is. He, it is the the Cinderella story of the mediocre white man. The, it, the yes. story of the Monster Mash. So.
1: Wait. Okay. So oh, really quickly. So he so again the creation of this song was literally a tossed off mistake like it was as you mentioned it was like in an afternoon it was maybe an hour i think he mentioned i think he said 20 minutes like (laughs) he literally said so you know he had to he had to rouse this guy um lenny so lenny from
0: uh lenny from the cordials
1: I don't know if it was Lenny from the oh yeah the lead singer of the Cordials. So I guess Lenny had a you know had a drug problem and was like kind of fucked up. So he had to, you know, he 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 told um, Bobby to come over. Um, because they were talking about doing a novelty record, like they, these sell really well, come over my house on Saturday. So Bobby shows up, Lenny is in a drug induced stupor, like can't wake up out of bed. He has to like physically like force him out of bed. Um, and then he, you know, then he says this after he was acceptably awake, um, he sat at the piano and started playing this four chord progression. He said, what do you think of this riff? I said, I don't know, but maybe we should base something on the monster getting up and doing the latest dance. We were just kind of getting into the groove. We started off with that. At the time, I thought the twist was the latest dance, but Lenny said, no, it's a mashed potato. So I said, that's even better. We can call it the monster mashed potato. We shortened it to monster mash. The song literally wrote itself. And we presented it to Gary Paxton, who proclaimed it a hit on just a piano with my voice on an old mono tape recorder
0: so so when they're saying when he said that the, the song wrote itself i mean somebody else wrote it yes yeah, So, and, li- and, and, you know, right okay so
1: literally <laughs> that it. yeah very that and very I, that. As,
2: as i recall he did the the vocals in one take
1: yes he did the vocals in one take and it was he ex- had been
2: practicing in front of a mirror for a very long time before he went into the booth <laughs> well, he said.
1: well because he literally he so much of the performance is based on the contortion of his face mm-hmm. they weren't even planning on like you know It being a hit in any way shape or form Like they had no backing And they were trying to get it like signed right They were trying to like shop it around to different record labels And a bunch of different labels like turn them down So and then it was like Finally I don't know which Label picked them up I think the the
2: producer Gary Paxton um, Just drove a bunch of Demos around to Radio stations around California And They just started playing it that day and it exploded that very day right
1: so and it was totally unexpected because they didn't have a fucking album and then they were told that they basically had to come up with an album like immediately and they literally wrote this entire album that we are reviewing today which is bobby pickett's original monster mash album um in two hours in two hours. Okay,
2: so that's the two hours. That's how long it took them to write this entire album. And, and, you, and can't, you can't tell at all. Oh. <laughs> and there's another wrinkle to this too. Just the reason that this album is called the original Monster Mash is because before they, because they waited a little bit. They waited a few months after the Monster Mash came out to do this album. Um, another artist, uh, the the TV host um, Zachary. Lee, John Zachary, is that his yeah, name? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yep. He covered the song and released it on his album, which he called The Monster Mash. So they couldn't even use that title anymore wow. for the album. Wow. And he outsold them, I believe, by quite a bit.
1: He did. He did, yeah, because they were like rushing to get something out ahead of time because they saw how much of a hit it was. And apparently that was just that was just the thing back then. Everything was one song, and yet it was still competitive. <laughs> like every <laughs> single song sounded exactly the same. It was Um, weird
2: before the Beatles, man. It was a weird scene in the rock and roll uh, realm.
1: Yeah, totally. And so there are over 360 covers of the Monster Mash. Um, One of our previous Halloween episodes, uh, the... the Danzig episode. The Misfits have covered the Monster Mash.
2: Yes. Um, the, the bad Misfits. The post The bad misfits. misfits.
1: I will say, would the Misfits have existed if not for this? Would Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's what I'm saying. The Cramps? I don't
0: know. I, I don't think so.
1: No. I, I, no. I, that's... So... What do you think made this song, like we talked about how it was like, it was lightning in a bottle, it was just kind of like, um, and, and, and not that it wasn't like intentional because the guy again intentionally stole the act of somebody else and was like, let's make a novelty song and let's give it very little thought and effort and here we go. Um, and he could do good voices. Like, what do you think made the Monster Mash so successful? like why did it like cut through and and you what, Wiley, what
0: made it the graveyard smash that we ex- know today
1: exactly <laughs> like a smashy right like so so Wiley you say you love this song love like it. tell me about it you well, played it's catchy. it for an hour and a half catchy,
0: it's catchy it's goofy it's spooky it's campy campy all, all things that I love it is it is campy and it, I mean you know and that's what's great about it it is it's it's probably kind of tongue-in-cheek um and it's fun it's silly right spooky spooky
1: would the rocky horror picture show exist if not for the monster? no Bash? I mean
0: I don't think so I think you know I think this kind of like this kind of monster camp is the kind of thing that like it kind of predates that stuff
2: yeah I mean I think at the time you know there was a lot of nostalgia for the classic um universal monster movies right Um they you know they were getting a lot of play at uh, cinemas and stuff for for decades after they came out Um and I think, I think teenagers at the time were, like, attracted to the, the you know, for, that, for them at the time in the early 60s, like, it, that already was camp. Right. You know, but it hadn't been defined into, that nostalgia hadn't, I don't think, been um, transformed into something, like, fun and ironic yet. Right. Uh, or I don't even know if they had irony in the '60s. I don't know if, if, yeah, I, if did ironic is the is the correct <laughs> term, but like fun and 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 uh, you know irreverent. Yeah. Um. And I think that Bobby Pickett well, kind of. I, I know that at the at the time uh, on television there were a lot of shows you had like Vampyra and the Elvira and and John Zachary doing these um, late night like network TV. Um, Shows where they would show old horror movies. And And drive-in
1: movie, like, creature features, for sure. Yeah.
2: And there would be this guy, this character, this spooky character who would, like, do between commercial breaks, like, um, you know, have little vignettes and and, and skits. Um, But that hadn't, uh, you know, that was big in television at the time, which was still a relatively new medium, but it hadn't, nothing had happened in music yet um, to capture that sort of thing. So Bobby Pickett just kind of, he got in first. He did something that... Should have been obvious to anyone Who was already a, a professional That you know this is going to sell um, But he happened to be the guy To actually do it
1: Yeah and th- so what do you think about this About the song I mean we're going to get into the album Which you know spoiler alert None of the songs are as good as the Monster Mash What do you think about the Monster Mash to begin with
2: Well real quick uh, maybe let's play the Monster Mash Let's listen to it and then That'll start us on this journey of listening to the whole album Yeah and We'll start off on the on the good foot
1: That sounds good
2: uh, and I'll, uh, I'll share my thoughts after we after we give a little a clip for the, for the listeners at home.
1: All right, cool. Here we go. I was working in
4: the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster from his slab began to rise. And suddenly, to my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. It got on in a flash. He did
1: the mash.
4: He did the monster mash. From my laboratory in the castle.
1: All right, so Drac is taking a fat rip of some beasters on that fucking intro. <laughs> 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 come on, he's got some monster hash going on.
2: Ah, uh, nice.
1: Come on, monster come hash. on, come on. Yeah, but,
2: I don't know. It's just good. It just sounds good. And it's like, it's fun for kids and adults. Mash good. <laughs>
1: Thank you for that commentary. That's why, we're, that's why we have you here. Yeah. Um,
2: the have you listened to other novelty music from the 60s? Okay. It was actually a very popular genre at the time. I mean, that's how they knew, like, hey, we need extra scratch. Let's do a novelty song and see what happens. Because, like, it was very big at this time. You know, there was Here Come the Judge. There was wow. Wow. They're Coming to Take Me Away. Haha. Oh, uh, I remember that one. I just think this is the best that 60s novelty music has to offer it's the only one anyone still gives a shit about
1: well that's definitely true so uh, even though so it is the most qu- it is the quote most seasonal song on spotify um, meaning it receives the biggest seasonal spike in listens of any song in the spotify database so on halloween 2015 um the world collectively listened to 43 thousand two hundred and fifty three hours of the monster mash to at least an hour and a half of that was you wiley oh yeah <laughs> um, i'm doing
2: my best <laughs> yeah juking stats
1: but so it's literally um you know so it's it's well known um as as a hit and it continues to be a hit it continues to be played and part of the question i have for you all is if would that be the case if there were more halloween songs like what are the other halloween songs we got thriller and what else?
0: I, I really can't think of any that are... That's I mean, Especially right. not any that are good. I mean, I guess... No. I mean, like, the Misfits are Halloween music and the, the Cramps are, I I guess. But they're not, like... They're not, they're not comedic. They're not intentionally ever. Right. So, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'd have to go down and dig deep for some other... Halloween novelty songs right. but I, I mean it's hard to top you can't top the Monster, monster Mash you but it's
1: because it. there's No competition like okay like Again this is supposed to be a spooky Kooky song right But it's also like it's It's definitely like made for children We get a lot of that vibe on this There's like you know it's got That like kindergarten uh, Cadence um, I don't know dude like it's very like. It sounds to
2: me like you don't like the Monster Mash
1: I don't don't fully understand the appeal I'll say I, don't I really
2: don't I don't fully understand the appeal either I just know that I I enjoy it I've been I, I don't remember the first time I heard the monster mash I think it's just always been with me you know I I, I definitely heard it for the first time before I was like actively making and keeping memories um, and I just I never was like there's never been a time where someone put on the monster mash and I was like really do we have to do this you're right. And I feel like I feel that way about every other song that I've heard as many times as I've heard the Monster Mash, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, also, I mean, generally speaking, one doesn't hear the Monster Mash outside of October. Right. That's true. It's just right. not. I mean, nobody's like playing the Monster Mash in the middle of uh, the summer. It's just not no. a thing that's done. So but I, I feel like because of that, because it, it comes but once a year, <laughs> you know, you can get amped and, and you, you can get excited like, oh, yeah, it's the Monster Mash. And then like you hear it a, a couple times. And then, and then you don't, and then it goes away again.
2: Mercifully. Yeah. And I think because there's, you know, I'm sure there were plenty of other Halloween novelty songs. In fact, I know there was one even that predates the Monster Mash called, like, My Meeting with Drack or something. I didn't listen to it, but it clearly, like, no one gives a shit about it. But because there's no other songs that really endured, like, the Monster Mash, um, it's, it's, yeah. I, like, for example, like, I hate Christmas carols, at this, Christmas songs this at this point. This is
1: that to me.
2: I know, but the thing is, like, yeah, but I, I think it's something to do with that. It. It's the only song of its of its kind, really, and you only need to h- listen to it once a year. And it's just well, well it's just tight and well-constructed, and it's...
1: In Wiley's case, like, 16 times, at least.
2: <laughs> at
0: least, at least.
2: Yeah. I think his voice, I think his voice works. Uh, I think that the backup vocals are good. And, uh, you know, it's well, a nice, he- simple little doo-wop ditty. Um, we, can all, dumb, do. we can all sit around here and, and, and praise the Monster Mash, but I think we should get
0: to the nitty gritty of the original Monster Mash album and what's going on with
2: that.
1: Yeah, I mean that's clearly this is uh, song I mean, number one. We're gonna go on to the other songs, but this is the big one, so Right. I think this
2: album w- which kind of gives you a taste of what it would be like if there were a whole bunch of Monster Mash type songs. Mm, you know, like if, yeah. imagine every Halloween, like you had to listen to this whole album. I would feel a lot differently about the Monster Man. They yeah, wrote sure. this
1: album in like two days. They recorded this album in two days. They conceptualized this album like on the toilet in twenty minutes. Like, come on, dude. Like, you know, I don't. I don't have any other examples of good Halloween songs. So it's like because there's like a lack of that, then you you can't really hold it accountable, I guess. But like, also, is this really? Good. Like,
2: so I would say there's a couple tracks we're going to get into which I think are pretty good. The ones that aren't just Monster Mash rehashes, a couple of them. But um, I don't know about this next Mash-ups, one. Mashups,
1: as you would, might call them. Sorry. Yeah.
2: Go ahead. This next one, um, I don't even get the reference they're doing. It's called...
1: No, me neither. Uh, I was hoping you did.
2: I don't. I don't know who Rabian is. It's called Rabian the Fiendage Idol.
1: Oh, actually, I did is it Fa- figure Favian? it it's Fabian Yes it's Fabian. I did it's learn it I idol, did yeah. You're right I did find it out Yeah we'll or talk fa- about it. Fabian So Fabian? it's Fabian it's, it's a reference to Fabian yeah. Who was a teenage idol And this is Rabian The fiend age idol Okay, yeah, so actually okay really quickly before we move on that is one of the things about the monster mash that I was reading was that like Is it a satire like is it intentionally like supposed to be like a commentary on like the 50s fad like 50s dance fads? And like how you know they spread like wildfire where people were doing like shit called the fucking mashed potato And that was like the biggest fucking coolest craze Um, so there's, like, a little bit of that, right, on this song, just even with the title, uh, you know, Rabian, the fiendish idol. It's right. not a fiendage idol. It's not, like, that clever, but it, it is potentially a satire, which I'll, I'll give him a little bit of credit for. You I know? think definitely,
2: if not... Because, again,
1: irony didn't exist in the 60s, as Mike <laughs> already said.
2: I think they're satirizing... Um, yeah, they're satirizing the dance trend, the, the trends of the time. Yeah. And they're also satirizing, um, I think with the the stuff with drac and boris yep. i think they're satirizing the real life rivalry between bella lugosi and um boris Karloff. Ooh. Oh.
1: well either way they're satirizing all the way to the bank so here we go this is uh rabian the fiend age idol
4: Welcome now, bella. do you take me for a fool could this rabbit creature be an all-american dude? I'm sure he can notice. I bet my left wing. All right, you blood sucker, let's hear him sing. Where, where, where? I'm a werewolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a werewolf. Whoa, whoa, whoa. When I'm on the prowl and I hear your growl, I (laughs) want (laughs) to (laughs) howl.
1: All right, all right. That's that's special. I think if
0: the whole song had been the werewolf song right there, I think they would have had something. Yeah. I really do. I really do.
2: I, I think, well, I think that f- for me, there's a lot of um, debate about who invented punk rock, whether it was New York Dolls or, <laughs> you know, Death or Iggy Pop or who whoever. I think, was, I think it was Rabian, the Fiend Age idol.
1: Okay. 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 So let's take one giant step back from that. So I... <laughs> I, honestly, on some level, you're not wrong, right? On some level, you're not wrong. This is garage punk, right? And this is uh, – it, it's like a direct kind of lineage to Louie uh, Louie by the Kingsman, mm-hmm. which had just come out. So um, there was an article that I read, um, this, the author, uh, Lindsay B. Harris, and the article was uh, saying, so around the time Monster Mash was released, garage rock was starting to emerge from the Pacific Northwest. Uh, Tacoma-based band The Whalers released a cover of Richard Berry's 1957 single "Louis, Louis." Yeah, so obviously, um, and then The Kingsman released it in 1963. Um, Which became an anthem for garage rock, embodying the iconic use of guitar distortion and unrefined singing. So they were kind of saying that like Rabian is like a, you know, a send up of that, of like garage rock of the early, early era of garage rock rock just going yeah 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 i'm a werewolf which also it definitely sounded like they got somebody like outside of the T station in somerville uh-huh. <laughs> to do well, those it, vocals
2: i also i feel like it's 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 so many references that are so old it's impossible to track because i feel like they're also maybe sending up wolfman jack the radio personality
0: it's possible. I'm not sure when he was on the air, but yeah, that's 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 possible too. Yeah.
1: But it, it's it is clear that Rabian is a uh, reference to Fabian, who was sure. a you know inoffensive, you know, cute guy with a pompadour from that era who but, was recruited to be like a teen idol, and so you know they're they're making fun of that. So it's like okay, why did they weird give out? him a
2: garage rock voice then? Just because he's a werewolf and he's
1: no. Yeah, it I don't. Unrefined. You know, maybe
2: they didn't put a lot of thought into it. You know what? I, I you know, know.
1: what, what Mike? It's almost like they fucking wrote this song and fucking t- wrote the song in twenty minutes, <laughs> like on the back of a fucking napkin, like you know. Um, but it's like. So if would Weird Al exist if not for the Monster Mash? Like, Well, <laughs> Weird Al was
2: discovered by Dr. Demento, who was huge on, on Bobby Pickett. Yeah, Dr. Demento's like yeah. the only guy who played any songs Bobby Pickett made after the Monster Mash.
1: Which, oh man, we didn't even get into that. Did you guys know about the songs that he put out after the Monster Mash? I know
2: about the Monster Rap.
1: Oh, do you? Cause
2: I don't
0: know if I know a lot about that. Guess think- what?
1: We're going to listen to it right <laughs> now, baby. We're listening to it right now. So there were actually several, several um, remixes that uh, Bobby Pickett... I mean, as he said himself, this... The one song of the Monster Mash paid his rent for basically his entire life. His entire so life. he has been unashamedly, you know, milking this forever and, like, good for him. But that has, you know... um, consequences and some of those consequences are like you know some of the um uh, some of the songs that he put out afterwards to try to capitalize on the monster mash and and like we said before he was very successful you know he they charted the monster mash itself charted three times in three different decades um and his other songs um you know not so much but they at least got play on you know the dr nemento show
2: and like nothing else
1: Uh, he made like
2: one about um climate change called oh, like the monster
1: slash the monster slash and we're gonna we're gonna talk about that one okay. too um so this one is the monster rap that he put out uh, capitalizing on the uh the hip-hop craze
2: 1985
1: <laughs> 1985 here Whoa. we go
4: Heights went up without a hitch, then eagle screamed. I'll pull this witch throat came down his head with zap. Now he's doing the monster rap. Shock the body, shock the body body, shock the body, shock the body, body, shock the body, shock the body, body, shock. Body. shock, body. shock, body, body, shock. <gasps> I've
5: given you a voice. Now rap for daddy. Where well, the shot a million bolts into my brain now, I'm ready to rap like a
1: So let's. <laughs> so rap for daddy. It. So yeah. this is where it, it, we start to explore the subdom relationship of.
2: Like a science monster, yeah. Right, okay. So and he's Dr. trying to teach him how to speak, but in the only way he can. Uh, Igor's idea, because Igor goes to DJ school. Just to teach him how to rap, Of and course. that will be easier than teaching him to speak.
1: Oh yes, rapping so much easier than speaking. That's <laughs> what, yeah, that's what I've learned. Um, There's a
2: whole bunch of these though, and you know you gotta admire the the chutzpah. <laughs> I mean, this is high camp, and I love it. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm high, I'm, and I'm, it's camp. I'm into it. I'm into it. <laughs> I quite enjoy the monster rap myself. Yeah. doesn't frankenstein's monster sound like kid rock kind of
1: Ooh, bobby shazam i had look to look up to make sure
2: it wasn't the, like the first known kid rock recording <laughs> oh dear no oh dear <laughs> but you know, his name is like bobby steel the rapper
1: bobby shazam
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, you know i think it might secretly be kid rock it, it, it
1: might actually be kid rock um okay and then we mentioned the monster slash which came out so we at least know that our dude you know Honestly, in line with the Somerville, Massachusetts demographics um, is a liberal and uh, he did not approve of George W. Bush and he did not approve of um, his environmental record. So he put out a song called The Monster Slash. Um, in 2004, telling Please people don't to tell me you're
2: about to play that now. Too. Oh,
1: I'm definitely playing. Oh, it. God.
4: We were hiking in the forest late one night when our eyes beheld an eerie sight. Our president appeared and began to frown. Then he and his friends cut the forest down. Did the slash. They did the forest slash. Did the slash. It was brutally brash. Not as good as the monster rap. No, no, definitely
2: not. So no. I would almost have
0: thought, I, I'm actually surprised that, that, that that's his own parody of his own song. You would have thought that was like somebody else's weird no, I, parody of, of of the song. I mean,
1: yeah. again, he was just cashing in on himself this whole damn time, which I would. He had
2: to keep the lights on all these years.
1: Right. Yeah. Do we
2: know did he ever get a job?
1: Yeah, no. <laughs>
2: after the monster mash. I don't think, I think he's just chilling.
1: He's still the usher yep. at the Somerville Theater to this day. <laughs> he died in 2007, but rest in peace.
2: Damn, I can't believe you just added two extra songs. I'm so sorry. Because we have 14 more. We sure do. Let's oh, let's boy. do two at a time, right? Let's, uh,
1: yeah, let's do two at a time. We got the Blood Bank Blues followed by The Graveyard Shift. Every single song on this album is just a dumb pun.
2: I would say, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the Soldier Boy album. Uh, yes
1: i agree Where
2: every song is kind of just a reference to the original hit
1: yep yep absolutely I mean, that's exactly that going what it on is here for sure yeah, yeah for sure all right so here we go we're gonna do blood bank blues followed by graveyard shift here we go
4: i'm sick I'm tired of it Old blood I got the black man When the red corpuscles Meet with the white It makes for a wonderful treat You can keep your fillet And your top of the round God is just my meat
1: <laughs> Alright And the graveyard shift
4: They're doing a new dance At midnight a new town's evil. What's it called? The shift path. Hundreds of bodies rise from their graves each night, and do the graveyard shift till dawn. Sounds like a scene.
2: Both these songs, they do, they groove. You know they're groovy. Yeah, they do.
1: Well, they um, groove it at precisely the same beats per minute as at every <laughs> single fucking song. But so. that was
2: kind of just rock in the in the early '60s, wasn't right. it?
1: Right. Yeah. No, it totally was. Yeah. It was
2: pretty by the numbers. Uh, you know, it it, it, it was kind of rigidly. You know, if you if you strayed too much from that those BPMs or, or the the certain chord progressions, it would not be considered rock anymore. It would right. stray into rhythm and blues or or, or something else. Um, it was a weird, you know. It, it music was still rock and roll, especially, uh, but music in general was still being like, I don't know. It's still they were still feeling out like what exactly all these new things were
1: right and then running it into the ground as they did (laughs) i mean that's that's the thing it's like you know i don't know so this song is about like a sad sack drac getting like cut off at the blood bank bar so he's you know he's fiending he's he's desperate for his secondhand blood he you know he he says at one point you can keep that filet at the top of your arm that is just my meat what
0: Some solid, solid lyrical. There we go. Right there, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's your take, Wiley? Uh,
0: I mean, so I mean, yeah. So, so here, Bobby Boris Pickett kind of shifts over to the, This whole song to, to be in the in the, in the Drac Bela Lugosi persona, um, but it's it's not really a good song.
2: No, it's no. not good. I mean, but it, he he it fleshes says out the lore, all right. And this is what I was, <laughs> was talking about earlier with the lore of this uh, album, because there's a uh, lot going on here in terms of narrative. <laughs> Um, in both songs, no doubt. Um, for example, in Blood Bank, um, Dracula- Drac mentions that he's been staked, and I think this is the first instance where you you know where you see how deep the 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 rivalry goes with him and Boris. I think it implies that he was staked by Boris, and I think that in the Graveyard Shift song, there's all kinds of crazy shit going on. Igor, uh, Igor and uh, Boris and Dracula they all own a funeral plot together uh, Igor needs to work the graveyard shift even though he wants to work the night shift with Drac because that's what all is the, the
1: difference gr- between a graveyard shift and the night shift
2: I think graveyard shift is like uh, dusk like early early morning uh, like from like uh, and, and the night shift <laughs> is you know sundown to like 2 a.m. or something alright um but, you know, he wants to hang out there for the night shift because that's when all the, all the dead arrive from their graves and start to dance, the Monster Mash. Oh, got um, it. But, um, uh, you know, basically, and, and, then, and, then, and then Boris tells him, look, you have to work the graveyard shift. We need to have full shift, 24-hour shifts at this graveyard because there's so many bodies coming in um, that we need to keep digging, digging new new grave for them. So there's so many bodies coming in this is clearly a sort of like I am Legend or like full-on Bloodborne scenario <laughs> in, the, in the world of this album, um, and I think it's it's really interesting to think about like what is it what's what's going what's really going on. Between these characters here, you know,
1: <laughs> what is really going on? Some What's deep,
2: some deep character development there.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I my. He also
2: says that Igor failed his vampire test, which I don't even know where to begin with that. That
1: doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, is what,
2: what is the vampire test? And Igor
0: is isn't supposed to I mean Igor is like. He's he's Dr. Frankenstein's henchman. henchman, So
2: yeah, uh, he's just a disabled man. (laughs) Oh God! (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he
1: is. If you by today's
2: you know terminology,
1: that's true. That is. He's just a man
2: with a you know with a a a disability.
1: Yeah, he does ask for a back brace later on in the album. So you know, he's just got a little bit of a hump. Either way, it doesn't matter. Um, It's just. Everything is the same song, so we'll just, like, we'll just get that out of the way here. Every song is the fucking same. Really? I'm sorry.
2: Because I think, you know, Rabian is the only one that I can remember going,
1: all right well There's different
2: things the saxophone does a different thing in every song that it <laughs> okay in.
1: okay the drums no, you're right it is, are the it, exact same album is bullshit. on the entire album come on this album
2: is bullshit
1: <laughs> oh like also the lyrics are pretty bullshit like it's pretty embarrassing like he, well, he goes in blood bank blues he says i got the shakes my wing membrane aches what your yeah, yeah. wing uh, membrane? Uh, what does that fucking mean? What are you talking about?
2: Definitely some weird word choices. Like, uh, yeah. he also says, "Who is the boss of the local Red Cross? I'd like to know his name."
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> if he just can't, uh, if he just can't give a heck, I'll I'd put the bag to his neck, the
1: bite to his
2: neck. Oh, the bite. Okay, that makes more sense.
1: But either even that, I'll put the bite to your neck. Like, and I'll my blues. <laughs> what? What does that mean? Um. It, it, yeah, it's it, it, you hate comedy music. How do you defend this? Like, I don't understand.
2: I wouldn't say I'm defending it. I just think I'm trying to explore what's really happening here.
1: So, what do you think is really happening here with these characters? I think it's a fucking weird sex thing, <laughs> 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 and I think we're gonna get into this. I mean, okay, first of all, vampires weird sex thing, always, right? Always, always a weird sex thing. Like Anne Rice. You know, weird sex shit. Twilight, weird sex shit. Like all of it, weird sex shit. I didn't watch True Blood, but I assume, right?
2: Oh, every scene was. Every other scene was a sex scene on that.
1: Okay, show. so that's what I'm saying. So like vampires.
2: Those vampires. it's always with them.
1: Well yeah. So they're they're into like, you know, it's it's a and I'm not here again, I'm not here to kink shame. But there is some like, you know, locking people up with chains and then there's some like, you know, I, I don't know, like all these all these teenage ghouls getting hysterical and, and, and you know, dancing the forbidden dance and, and feeling the forbidden feelings. Like it, it is very uh you know, of its era, but also, like, I mean, like, what is Igor doing in this situation? Like, is Igor, like, consenting? Is this, <laughs> like, what's happening?
2: Uh, Igor's definitely, a, you know, he's the sub, he's a sub. Yeah, for the, sure. He, he says, right. yes. He says I, yes. He says yes. He says yes, master. Yes, master, he's, he's, he's master. He's, 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 he consents. He consents.
1: Okay, well, okay.
2: Um. But, no, I mean, I think it's it's just interesting, like, people are clearly dying mass.
1: Right, that's true. Yep.
2: Perhaps there's some sort of global pandemic oh, perhaps. or something. Um, but they're filling up the graveyards, but the dead rise every night. Everyone rises from their grave every night and yep. dances.
1: And dances. That's well, all they're there to do, I guess.
2: And these two characters, Drac and Boris, are engaged in a sort of uh, friendly r- rivalry in which they both want to invent the best dance for the corpses to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Is it a friendly rivalry, or is it a dance to the death?
2: They're, un- they're already oh, both Oh, they're already dead, undead. that's right. Although, so Dr. Frankenstein himself is not undead, so no. I don't know, it's a little up in the air.
1: Um, or maybe they didn't fucking think through they any of this shit didn't. to the level that we I did. I don't
2: think they thought through it. I no. think it's
0: just uh, some some hocus pocus hooey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. I mean, this is literally our job—is to like find something where there's nothing. And and truly, folks, there's very little here. I mean, the graveyard shift and blood bank blues. There's—we're not breaking any ground here. We might be breaking, you know, the surface we're breaking of the flesh. Ground
2: in the in the graveyard. Oh, in the graveyard. Bodies that. Right? There you go. That too. Also,
1: that oh. counts.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um yeah, no, uh, look, I'm, I, I don't want anyone to think that I'm trying to defend these songs as good, but I think if I have to listen to this, I want to, I, I, I got I to gotta try to piece together a, a, a cohesive narrative.
1: Well, we're all desperately trying to do that. Should we move on to the next two? Uh, Let
2: roll. yeah. Scully Gully and Wolfbane?
1: Oh, yeah, we'll get into that. Um, here we go. This is <laughs> those songs. <laughs>
4: They rattle their skulls past the cemetery gates. Scully, Scully, Gully. To the spot where their master party waits. Vito Scully Gully, Igor Scully, Scully, yeah, Scully Gully, too. His clothes on continental and appearance far from neat. And what chick would dig a cat with growth on his feet? He misses all the parties. He's a lonesome pup. All he really wants to do is chew people up.
1: Um, yeah... Uh, those are the same song. So. Okay. Well, the the first
0: Scully Gully is is a riff on the Olympics 1959 hit, uh, Hully Gully.
2: No. Really? Yeah. All right. I'm glad we yeah. have you here. Thank God.
0: Gully. Never caught that one. So that's that's what's. I think almost I not all of these songs are a riff off something else. Some of them are, and some of them just aren't. But that one is. That one's a Scully Gully is a riff on, on Hully Gully.
1: Okay. I wonder okay. if Wolfbane's
2: a riff. I gotta say, I li- I really liked the uh, the 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 backup singers on both of these songs. The I actually, backup singing is great, absolutely. I think that's the highlight of the album in general. Is anything those backup singers do kind of kind of slays.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it's 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 literally like the dressing on the salad. Like, otherwise, it's just fucking dry ass lettuce. Like this shit is the same exact fucking song over and over and over and over again with various different like compositions of saxophone. But that's that's it. I mean, or sometimes it's a harmonica like the beat is always the same. You know, the delivery is always the same. He has the same exact cadence on the entire fucking album. And. Yeah, like Scully Gully. Even if it's a fucking reference to another song, like, what does that mean? Uh, <laughs> what does Holly Gully mean?
2: I don't know. What I, yeah, mean. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. No, These no. ones don't really contribute to the lore, in my opinion. Uh, I think that there's just some, They're just a nice couple of nice little call and response uh, yeah. standards, you know. And this—that's all this kind of is—is just standard compositions right. with spooky pastiche lyrics. God, yeah. back, I mean, back to
0: the backing vocals, though. I, I actually think the, the backing vocals are, are are pretty good here, and they kind of yeah. remind me of, um, I think his name's is Lou. Is it Lou Phillips or my Lou am Diamond Phillips? Yeah, I'm no, just wait, no. <laughs> Lou Christie. Lou Christie. I'm sorry. I'm getting. I'm crossing my streams here between bad music and bad movies. Right. Yes. <laughs> sorry, and I, I mistook Lou Diamond Phillips for for <laughs> Lou Christie.
2: The, what did uh, Lou Christie do?
0: Uh, lightning striking again.
2: It's no, all that's the
0: '60s, no. 60s kind of doo-wop uh, that's
1: the one that fucking. um... That uh, Klaus Nomi. Klaus covered. Klaus Nomi covered. Yeah. Oh, yes, lightning
0: yes.
3: striking
0: again. Yeah. But but the original ones. Give like me spaghetti. 60s Sorry. G- 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 <laughs> <laughs> He's coming up a special <laughs> for you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't understand this reference.
0: Uh, so lightning striking again is just like the '60s kind of duet. It which actually I think came after y- after this album. Cause that's from '65. So this is a little bit before that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, this is before a lot of things, and I think that's like i, I sort of temper my criticism knowing that, because it, it's just like Heather, you are abso- what- you're absolutely right that every song on this album is like exactly the same. Yeah. But I just feel like that's what you're going to get with any rock and roll album from 1962. Well, the, I mean, the whole I'm sorry. Of albums was like Little invented- Richard. I'm sorry. Little Richard's great, but he's Chuck Barry pl- I mean they're still playing within the framework. They're playing the f- of-
1: twelve bar blues, but not every song sounds the fucking same.
2: Well I don't think Scully Gully sounds exactly like the Monster Mash.
1: Scully Gully sounds exactly like Wolfbane. They're both exactly identical.
2: Those two songs are, are They pretty, are they identical are and they're
1: one after another. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that That's,
3: that, that you're tried. right. All right, you're right. right. Come on. Yeah, this
2: come album on. was this album was written in two hours. I mean it's it's very clear. Or
1: like over I I lied a little bit at the beginning. I think it was like over the course of two days, but it was recorded in two hours. Either way, it doesn't mean it doesn't matter. You know it was it was just a shameless it was like william hung putting out an album <laughs> you
2: know, which he did which, which we should do
1: which he did and we will do on a future episode but um
0: yeah uh, what's his name guy um
2: american guy idol who the, she bangs yeah he's he the yeah. she bangs guy
1: oh, um well,
2: like a classic moment in american history all right, right.
1: I mean I will say it's a lot more fun talking about this album than it was talking about fucking you know Marilyn Manson and last year's Halloween well, yeah, episode because
2: I didn't know when we recorded that at the beginning of that episode so that Marilyn abuser? Manson was a, a, a sexual abuser oh that, my was God. that came to light over the course of the episode and I was like I'm oh. shocked
0: shocked I say
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh, I
2: don't think Bobby Pickett was so we don't have to worry about any of those types of surprises this time around
1: and I do nice. appreciate that and he's a hometown hero and you know and you're right it was the 60s but again there were other songs that sounded like this and that were before this right and one of the songs he wh- when did this come out 62 okay so this was the same year as the locomotion which also half of these songs sound like so oh, well, one of
2: them is a direct yeah
1: we'll get into that but um wolfbane i don't know um uh, and what chick would dig a cat with growth on his feet? Um, <laughs> 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 the fuckability of a wolf man is not something I want to be concerned with right now, to be honest. Actually, they're Mike very Dunn concerned
2: with it because they're trying to. They they want to market Rabian. you uh, know. To they want to comb his hair into rock and roll bangs. I just realized it's
1: Rabian like rabies. That's funny. Oh,
2: I get it now. He's, I thought it was a. I thought uh, a, I was worried it was like a. Oh. racial thing. Oh, no, no. no. Like Arabian. It,
1: this actually, uh, no, I think it's rabies, but uh, Fabian. So it's like a teen idol, but that it that has rabies. And that explains voice
2: now, too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Damn, you cracked it open.
1: I did. Crack I cracked the, the code. Um, I was just remembering the time that you dressed Sounds up deep. as the Wolfman for Halloween, and you all dressed up as the Monster Bash. You and Alex and my husband and, uh, you know, uh, our other friends all dressed up as the Monster Bash for Halloween one year. Remember yes. that? Wow. How were the growths on your feet?
2: I didn't, uh, I didn't, I, I just wore sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> I think I wore dress shoes, actually.
1: You did have hair everywhere. So. I did,
2: I, I did put hair all over my face and my hands and some makeup and a fake nose. It was, I, I went, I think I went way harder than all the rest of the Monster Mash, but you kind of have to if you're the Wolfman.
1: You do, you do. There's a lot about the Wolfman on this fucking, so.
2: <sighs> well, he's one of the classic Universal Monsters. I'm surprised there's no creature from the Black Lagoon song.
1: yeah. That's true Real Um, missed
2: opportunity there For sure That could have been The next Monster Mash You know They could have really Dragged that one up From the depths (laughs) Yeah Exactly
1: (laughs) Um, There was one note In the Wolfbane lyrics That I just wanted To draw attention to Um, uh, Let's see A mangled carcass Is always found and then dot dot dot, he's really not vicious, just wants to play. Like it's not his fault he gets carried away, and so do they. So that's the lyric. I like that lyric. Is, I don't know, that's a big old yikes for me, Wolf. If uh, if if a man w- wolf or otherwise is attacking you and leaving you as a carcass, um, then possibly they're not trying to play. They're just uh hurting you and you should get away. Uh, you know, he didn't mean to mangle your carcass. He just has a little temper, you know, when he's drinking, and it's fine. He didn't mean it. Heather,
2: my pit bull is a sweetheart, and (laughs) he would never.
1: (laughs) What are you trying to say?
2: That you should just put down dangerous dogs. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I mean, this is a wolf who's literally attacking and mangling people's carcasses. Like, but have a flippable, by the way. Yeah. If you're in if you're in a relationship with that, like you gotta be concerned. Like and then and then he's got the line. So if you Oh, go ahead. Wiley. No, I mean, nope, I didn't have anything real
0: to say.
1: Um, so if you go parking in Lover's Lane, make sure you have a good supply of ripe wolf bait So that is a direct kind of, uh, you know, abstinence-only <laughs> sex education line. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, like, you know, a nice wolf panic. That'll they get them to of, stop
2: fucking. Well, because, it, you know, in the old movies when the kids fuck, that's when they get killed by the monster. Absolutely. So, yes, like, I think he's drawing attention to that trope, but I think you, maybe you're right that it's also... It's also some a uh, nice, you know, turn of the 50s and 60s moralism.
1: Totally. Yeah, I mean, come on. It's it's spooky pat Boone. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I'm sorry. Like are we going to pretend that it's not?
2: <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. It is. But, you know, I I look. There's a lot to to dislike about this album, but I can't deny the groove. The, mm can't another groove <laughs> and the backing vocals <laughs> okay i gotta give it that
1: well we didn't give kid rock credit for the backing vocals did we
2: well they weren't good
1: well they were it was a black gospel choir I,
2: i'm yeah but it wasn't good it, it was
1: the black gospel choir was good kid rock was not good
2: the black gospel choir on the kid rock album was they not
1: sounded good
2: not as good as, uh...
1: Hey, Wolfman. Oh, my God. <gasps> Wait, that's the most Ooh. racist thing we've ever said on the show <laughs> right there. You're saying that, hey,
2: Wolfman is better than the fucking... Okay, you don't even know for sure that that was a black choir. You yes, know? it
1: was. They were pictured on the fucking cover of the album.
2: They're, the album cover, I thought, was just a black... It just no, was all black. There's a
1: picture of him on the back of it where it's just him surrounded by black women with afros.
2: You don't know that that was the choir. Okay, well,
1: either way, they that were.
2: That could have just been his entourage.
1: Okay. I'm the racist. <laughs> you win either way no, i
2: mean well kid rock is a racist let's not get anything <laughs> we do know here. that we do know that uh and yeah no i'm sorry that i didn't give enough credit to the choir on his album i'm giving too much credit <laughs> to the backup singers on this album but i like this better than the kid rock album i'm I sorry do too. to say.
1: i do too but if the only <laughs> thing that you're crediting is the backing vocals like come on it's
2: not the only thing i'm crediting i'm crediting the groovy the band too spooky groove
1: uh, <laughs> all right um, well let's let's keep going with some spooky grooves here and i move. think okay. perhaps
2: we should take a break
1: perhaps oh, we're at the halfway point yeah we're about at the halfway point let's take a break all yeah. right hey guys it's heather from the podcast that you're already listening to make it stop And as much as we hate to interrupt, it actually felt like a perfect opportunity for us to tell you about this awesome partnership that we have with AdamandEve.com. When the world is a dumpster fire, solve your problems with dildos. If you go to AdamandEve.com right now, you can select any one item for 50% off, and then Adam and Eve is going to give you all sorts of awesome bonus free gifts. And we love free shit, stoppies. I mean, come on. If you enter offer code BadMusic at checkout you can get 10 tantalizing free gifts. A sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item that we presume is for them. And six free spicy movies, plus free shipping. So honestly, literally, guys, it's not getting any better out there. Certainly listening to terrible music like this isn't going to help. Not only will you have a whole new spectrum of dildos to help distract you from the impending doom all around us, Uh, But you'll also be paying us to continue this torturous, tragic experiment uh, where we listen to the worst music ever made. AdamandEve.com, keyword bad music. Bye. Uh, So up next, um, we have the Monster Minuet followed by the Transylvania Twist. Here we go.
4: I didn't think my eyesight was failing me. Well, it is nonetheless. May I have the pleasure of this minuet, Countess Olukar? There could hardly be pleasure dancing with you. Who asked you, Fangface? And I suppose you think you are Rakatsu? Not particularly, but at least I don't sack out all day like you. How could you? You are too busy cutting up corpses with your ugly friends. What do you think of this, Frank? Transylvania mm, Twist. Cool! You see, even Frankie likes it. What a waste of living, Dickie. Of course, stupid.
1: So this is where you get into that, you know, that little sibling rivalry here between uh, Dracula and
2: uh, And Dr. Dr. Frankenstein, Frankenstein,
1: I think, for some reason. They have like a really weird kind of like... Well, it's actually perfect because there is some Thomas the Tank Engine railroad horn in the Transylvania Twist. So this is actually just like an added, you know, aesthetic choice that we're we're making from recording in my backyard. Right,
2: yeah, this is just more Foley work. Yeah,
1: it's just more Foley work. Yeah. We planned that. Yeah, we yeah. definitely planned that. Yeah, so uh, what's your take on this, Mike? Well,
2: um, Monster Minuet, I'd say more like Monster Misogyny. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know, it's
2: just a couple of pickup artists just peacocking just Im- Im- impeccable PUA uh <laughs> techniques employed just weird w- uh, more weird lore you know um uh Boris slash Dr. Frankenstein he tries to dance with a a, a woman named Countess Alicard, um who you would expect would be somehow related to Dracula since it's his name backwards but uh, apparently not and then Dracula's like hey I want to dance with those ladies and uh uh, Fr- Dr. Frankenstein's like, oh, those old hags. Yeah, the ghouls. The-
1: oh yeah, because they use girls and ghouls interchangeably on this on this album. Either way, it's still misogynist, right? It's yeah, not I mean, women. <laughs> it's just
2: weird. It's it's these two. I mean, f- what I gather is like there's this this dope party going on, and there are these two guys who who just think they're like super cool, but are so uh, wrapped up in their own. Weird rivalry that they they're just kind of being wallflowers and, and and watching like no one's gonna see these two guys bickering and be like yeah I want to get some of that
1: yeah dude and it's like it, every single thing like these two songs are not songs like I yeah, just that's, that's that's
0: what I was gonna no. say Monster Minuet is not even a song neither
1: it's, is Transylvania Twist it has Go music
0: ahead. I feel mm. like Transylvania Twist has music Monster Minuet though is just is just some weird like you know character. Impersonations jangling
1: their keys loudly. Yeah, <laughs> it's,
0: it's not. It's not even a song. Uh, Transylvania Twist has got some got some zip to it.
2: Well, Transylvania Twist. Yeah, it's like an instrumental. You're supposed to dance the Transylvania Twist to it. Again, they don't um, explain, explain how. We don't know how.
0: We don't
1: know how.
0: But then there's also the the, the the twist. Good is a little sad. Twist good. That's you know twist like that's good. a little a little too referential to the. The titular Monster Mash song. Or there.
1: to the adoring public that is just e- eagerly ready to just gobble all this fucking <laughs> sure. decaying flesh up, apparently. Yum,
2: but yum, yum. <laughs> you know, if you listen to the original song, to the Monster Mash, yeah. Dracula comes on and he says, and where is my Transylvania twist? And Boris tells him, it's now the Mash. Mm. It's now the Monster Mash. So he has usurped this dance that Dracula invented. Of course. And turned it into his own more popular dance. Um, but I'm glad that Dracula found it. I think even at the beginning of the song, he says, "There it is. There's my Transylvania twist." <laughs> so he, he found. found it. I don't know where it is. where where uh it was hidden away by by Boris, but
1: he found it. He found it. The good for the good for him because nothing else is happening like at all whatsoever. Like we literally just have zero lyrics and like at the end it goes it's a rocker <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah it's just it's,
1: it's, a- it's uh telling not showing is what i would say is is the <laughs> definition of this whole fucking album it's like this is great music ah. and i'm like uh, no it's, it's not but here we are <laughs> it's the most downloaded song for halloween ever so um yeah we just need to create make a stop needs to like drop a, a, a record like a hit halloween record
2: Sure, yeah, we could do the next monster mash. We'll I could probably it. do a Boris I'm, Karloff impression.
1: Yeah, you Hell did a yeah. great intro. Yeah, let's let's do it. Stoppies, you know, send us send us your lyrics, send us your suggestions. We'll uh we're ready. I mean, dude's dead, so it's not like we're taking, you know, food out of his, you know. I mean, his, everything mouth. he did
2: was ripped off from someone else anyway. Exactly. So, so it's just more just keep it coming. It's, Isn't that the history? It's our of- right.
1: It's our privilege.
2: <laughs> it's our privilege. But yeah, the Transylvania Twist, there's some real like love go-go dancer style like I can just see the tattered cocktail dresses swaying. the camera <laughs> is zooming erratically in and out mm-hmm. and uh, it's uh you know
1: it's jaunty. it's a T- piece of
2: 60s. it's swinging. It's uh, a rock. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It sucks. These these <laughs> They're bad, dude. These They're ones, bad. <laughs> I can't defend it all.
1: <laughs> They're like the terrible skits on a hip hop album and even like the fucking uh, monster minuet, I don't think I, I played it, but I can play the the part of the clip where he goes like, where it's like, it's just, it's like the inspiration for Ken Kniff. Yeah. <laughs> like,
2: yeah, it's hard to keep track, like they keep bringing in these these side characters. Like I guess Frankenstein's monster has been there the whole time. He pops in a couple times in these tracks, but you don't hear too much from him. Well, yeah. I think monsters you're are to, to be seen th- and not heard. I think this whole thing is sort of supposed to take place in the graveyard or in the own. castle? Oh yeah, I guess the minuets at the castle. So there's a graveyard on the grounds of the castle. Right. There's this big party going on with all the undead and all. Why the Why would monsters you even have Universal a graveyard
1: movies. at your castle if everybody's undead and partying anyway? Well, Why do cause they? Well, because it's spookier. Oh, because they... okay. Yeah,
2: if it's I had good. a castle, I'd have a graveyard. Oh, okay,
1: yeah. okay, okay, cool.
2: Yeah, got it. Well, I mean, back in the day, I mean, the entire community was built around the castle. So, <laughs> right, like in the in the old. Yeah, uh, we're not the '60s, feudalism.
1: but you know the the 1500s you're talking back about here. The, well, we
2: haven't 60s. established when <laughs> this album is set.
1: Okay, okay. Well, sure.
2: Uh, but yeah, it's it's interesting to, like, I'm I'm just trying to picture in my head like what is, what's the scenario? What's the what scene is being set over the course of this album? And I think it's just a big party, where these two guys are just like bickering, and like just obsessed with it. it's really it's like step up to the streets
1: (laughs) is this you got served but (laughs) in me in monster musical form (laughs)
2: yes yes i think that's the narrative is this is like an epic undead dance battle
1: wow i love it but that would have sounded that would have been so much cooler than just doing the same song over and over again uh, for 16 songs or just like having these like absolutely pointless, like extended skit interludes. Again, he wanted to be a voice actor or he wanted wanted to be an actor or whatever. But um, yeah, I don't know, dude. It's not good. It's not good is what I will say.
2: I also don't understand Boris is being such a dick to Drac. Yeah. Boris is just a man. Why doesn't Drac simply drain him of all his life force? It's true. And that's, be that's, done with it. That's a good
0: point. Then he's th- not—he's not a member of the undead club.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know, if you actually read the Dracula book, though, Dracula's weak to like two dozen things. It's yeah. so easy to get Dracula out of a room. Just like pull out a cross, some, some garlic, some garlic, some holy water. Like, there's any number of things you can do to just be like, get out of here, get out of here, <laughs> and he'll just fly out the window. Right. Yeah. Protect the women. That's the whole book. If you haven't read Dracula, that's the whole book.
1: Should we move on to the next two here? Keep it rolling.
2: Keep it rolling. Yeah. All right. So we're going
1: to go on to the next two. This uh, next one's called The Sinister Stomp, followed by Me and My Mummy. You get it? (laughs) It's weird. We'll get into it. Here we go.
4: On a graveyard prowl late one night, I tripped on a body and got quite a fright. As my fear subsided, my anger grew. I proceeded to stomp with the heel of my shoe. It keeps Janush alive. It makes Frankie jive. And it's mine all mine. It keeps my gills in line. It happened in Egypt by the end. River Nile, at the base of a pyramid, she gave me a smile, her bandage unraveled, decayed flesh, I did see, now it's me, and my mommy, my mommy and me. <laughs>
1: Alright, that's enough. Let's we go, let's start with the Sinister Stomp.
0: That's the Monster Mash again.
1: Um, it is the monster mash, but with one distinct definition, which is who the fuck is Janusz?
2: I don't know. He keeps talking about it. It's Janusz. Yanush. Is, is this a long forgotten universal monster that only Bobby remembers?
1: Um, it doesn't make any sense. Like, how do you spell it? Like, Janusz?
0: So, this Justin. Yanush is the character that Karloff played. Boris Karloff played in the 1936 film, 1936 film, the invisible Ray. Um, I'm, I'm assuming he's probably a mad scientist of sorts. I've actually haven't seen. That's another one of those universal horror monster films. And I haven't, haven't seen that one. Uh, and that's, that's who Janusz is uh, oh. spelled Y A N O oh. S. Janos, Janos, right. man of fate.
1: Yeah, I was just about to say <laughs> Yano's the Hands of Fate. Um yeah, it's the Ray of Fate. The, ray, the of, ray of Fate. The Ray of Fate. Actually, speaking of which, um, you know, we kind of alluded to like the spooky, like creature feature, like drive-in vibe of this album. But did you know that there was a uh, movie called uh, Frankenstein Sings? That was made based around this fucking album. Like, oh, there's this, a
2: Monster Mash movie.
1: There's a Monster Mash movie. Not called, even just
2: Frankenstein sings. There's well, a, no,
1: that's what it's called. It's Monster, called Monster Mash the movie. Monster Mash the movie. Yeah, okay. It's Frankenstein sings. Oh,
2: that's right. That's like the. That's
1: the actual title of yeah. it. But, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I we could watch it. Yeah, this is actually. Uh, you know, Wiley is part of Disaster Peace Theater. And we watch terrible movies together. That would be a really good one.
2: If we can find a VHS.
1: Well, you know, we'll try. Um so it's basically and also that that whole that whole movie like the one thing that I did find about it is that it's the entire plot of Rocky Horror except with less like overt sex stuff.
2: Doesn't it isn't it based on a play that um Bobby Pickett wrote yes. that predates Rocky Horror though? Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I That's what like I'm saying it predates why, Rocky Horror. Rocky so yeah. Horror
1: came out in like this early 7 was it 197? I want to say it was mid 70s on.
2: 1975 is
1: 1975 yeah. so is when Rocky Horror came out but the plot of Frankenstein Sings was literally Rocky Horror like well you that, know that two plot, teenagers though. have car trouble near Castle Frankenstein on All Hallows Eve they're greeted by a reluctant Igor which uh who's the Igor in um Frankenstein what's his name Fuck
2: in Rocky Horror. I mean, mean in
1: Rocky Horror. You know who I'm talking uh, about.
2: I've only I you know I gotta be honest here. I, I'm not a big Rocky Horror. Oh picture no. Show oh guy. man. I'm just not. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, come on. I'll
2: take the Monster Mash any day.
1: What do you, no, you're wrong. No, Riff Raff. Riff Raff Riff is the Raff. Igor in, uh, in Rocky Horror. And um, so, you know, uh, Igor like greets them and um, Bobby Pickett is playing Dr. Frankenstein. So this gets even more deep into the psychology of this album. So Bobby Pickett obviously considers himself to be the Dr. Frankenstein in this scenario. So who is Dracula? that's what i'm wondering also
0: in the in the film
1: no like who is his dracula that he's getting you know that he's talking all the shit was this a diss track was this like you know like he was clearly like feeling this well, competition bella, and this like it's
0: bella lugosi i mean yeah. it's it's a clear yeah. impersonation of bella lugosi and i think even in the songs i think it it switches back between Drack and and Bella a couple times.
2: Yeah, and again, like, you know, Bella Lugosi and um, Boris Karloff were, like, the two biggest names in horror throughout the entire classic, uh, you know, golden age of horror, uh, Hollywood horror movies. And they they had a professional rivalry. And I I think, like, I really think, you know, as much as this album sucks, it is... (laughs) I I, I do kind of enjoy, like, just hearing Pickett... Like, nerd out. He's clearly obsessed with these old movies and he's trying yeah. to work at as many references so, so as he can. that's what I was going to
0: say here. So, we're talking about um, Pickett's film Frankenstein Sings, where the two teenagers stop at the house. And so, that's, that's kind of a, a, a riff off of uh, the Universal film uh, The Old Dark House, uh, where some people have car trouble and they. Have to stop at uh, you—you y- guessed it—an old dark house for the night. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Isn't that also the plot of man the Hands of Fate? <laughs> I
0: mean, it, it, it's the plot of many films, all, yeah. and, and, and yeah. it's probably probably Epitaph. the old dark—the old dark house—is probably predated by something. But that's yeah. sort of the that's sort of the horror film that. Uh, it's that a truck. I think Karloff might even be in Old Dark House, if I'm not mistaken. If It was made
2: in the 30s. I'm sure he was.
1: So I guess so you were saying like he was inhabiting the like real life like dynamics of these actors. And I was just wondering if there was like an allegory even within the allegory where he f- fancied himself, you know, the Boris Karloff and somebody else as fucking Bella Lugosi. Like, did he have oh. a big rivalry? You so know you what think I mean? He had a
2: real life rival that yeah. he was he was doing uh, subliminal. Yeah. Disses to on he was album. subtweeting. He was su- he was he was subbing. Yeah. Um.
1: In more ways than one. Which well, yeah, he's certainly <laughs> subbing on me and
2: my mummy. <laughs> we got some mummy dom yeah. little Boris going on.
1: Well, yeah, let's go on. To, let's talk about that. So first of all, it's Earth Angel, um, but it's about having sex with a mummy. mummy so um, that's, that's that. I, he says, I fell in love with this hideous sight. How could it happen? How could it be? It's just me and my mummy, my mummy and me. And then he says, he talks about at the base of the pyramid, she gave me a smile. Decayed flesh. I did see. All right. Okay. Well, you know, um, this guy wants to fuck a mummy. I, he wants to fuck a mummy. Is what is is clear. Um, that's what he. I mean, Frankenstein's monster is all about like resurrecting cadavers. So is is Frankenstein just a sex doll? Discuss.
2: He can be. <laughs> he's hard to. He's hard to to pin down, though, isn't he?
1: Well. Yeah, he's on the slab. I yeah. mean, he he's he's not he's pinned down That's until true. his exactly. electrode goes inside of him. All right. That's true. Come on, dude. The electrode. Oh, I mean, yeah.
2: Well, the, yeah. All this shit. Innuendo? is- Innuendo. All this shit is psychosexual. Frankenstein, the original book, the, the Mary Shelley story. Like, certainly, there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on. Yeah. But I'm just curious why he felt like, why did he need to call it "Me and My Mummy"? Because it I does. Don't know. It makes you think that he's. Like it's a t- it's a play on me and my mommy.
1: Yeah. Right? So it's a little creature feature about incest spooky. Incest and
2: necrophilia.
0: Ooh. They got a lot of stuff going
2: on. All, a lot all going wrapped on. up.
0: All wrapped Ooh. up into one of this
1: song.
2: You know, he dresses it up as this like sweet uh doo He covers uh, it slow dance track, but in
1: bandages, so to speak. But Yeah,
2: and in fact at the end he says they're both covered in bandages, so did she make him a mummy? um be, like through some magic powers by fucking him or was he also a mummy the whole time is he playing a different character in this mm. song that is a mummy
1: or is gangrene contagious who knows mm, I, I don't true. know is it the ultimate std when you fuck a fucking mummy it, then you become one yeah
2: i, that, I mean that would mummy dearest i don't feel like it's sanitary
1: <laughs> none of this is sanitary um or sane uh, I'll say, yeah, this is fucking weird. This is where we get into some weird sex shit. It might have all been weird sex shit. Who knows? It was the '60s. You couldn't say weird sex shit, so you had to like couch it in these fucking, you know, uh, Songs innuendos. About mummies, yeah. yeah,
2: right, I mean, right. Yeah. I mean, horror in general is about it's about domination. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it just and all, it's about all the these...
1: thrill of of, of being uh, victimized, right? Yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> I, I think I don't think
2: he's intentionally trying to be a sex creep on this album. But I don't I just think you unlike can't, Marilyn
1: Manson, <laughs> right, who is
2: very intensely being a sex creep, both on the album and in, in every real day life. Of his fucking yeah, life for sure. Um, but I, I think if you're if you're dealing with these themes and and and, you know, playing with these tropes that you, it's going to happen. You right. can't avoid the weird psychosexual connotations.
1: Yeah, so okay. Wow. He's got definitely a mummy complex is is for sure. He's in the mummy dom. He's in a mummy dom. Um I guess that's really all you need to say about mummy this, dom, to be honest. I think ghoul. Yeah, we we cracked the code. I guess, yeah, there's only um there's the binary of womanhood, which is ghoul to mummy. We have the That's <laughs> all <laughs> so we have Instead become of the mummies. <laughs>
2: turn
1: into something. it's uh, the Madonna horror complex we have the ghoul mummy complex <laughs> <laughs> either way you can't win um, and you're rotting so um, <laughs> it's fucking weird dude it's weird it's weird shit um, and uh, but it at least is interesting as opposed to the next two songs here which are the same fucking song we've heard a thousand times before let's listen okay here we go. This is Monster Motion, followed by Monster Mash Party. The
4: from Boris's band. I swear that fool is going mad He's locked in his lab Counting his cash that he made on his dance Called the Monster Mash
3: Come on you monster, do the Monster
4: Motion Frankie and Igor are here with me The mummy and wolfman both came to see Transylvania swings from the loud commotion that's caused from doing my monster motion. All the motion, Master, Please let me man your next Igor i I'd have to yawnish. Boris, I still like the Transylvania twist better. <laughs> Who asked you, you blood sucker?
1: Um. So it gets weird and sexy again, doesn't it, with uh, the monster mash party? Please, master, I just want to mash. Please let
2: me mash, master. Uh, let me
1: mash, master. I'll take and then I'll take your chains off later.
2: <laughs> it is definitely, definitely some some <laughs> kinky shit going on. That's, here. A, that's a, sexster, a, a monster. Ma- sex party really
1: it's a monster orgy i guess is what it is yeah they're all dead they're all cadavers they're all you know made out of holes anyway so who cares right like <laughs> no, whatever you so s- many
2: more holes to choose from so
1: many more holes to- no those are words i didn't want to say <laughs> i retract them um, uh. But every song on this album is Crocodile Rock with B-Movie Foley and bad voice acting. Yeah, that's, the, that's what it Ooh. is. So,
0: so Monster Motion is obviously obviously Locomotion. Right. Uh, that's not, yes. uh, you know. Um, For Monster sure, which Mash came Party. out in
1: 1962, yeah, by so the way. Monster
0: Mash Party, though, is, is the single, is the B-side single to Monster Mash. So I, think, right. I feel like that's an important, I, I can't even call that one a song, though. That's, well, that's not that's not a song. I'll, I'll defend some of the songs in this album, but that one, that one's not even a song to defend. It's just, it's just noises and which stuff. Which
1: is embarrassing as fuck because that was the second single, and it, it just goes to show you how little they prepared for this to be a hit because that's a whole thing. So this was tossed off as fuck. I mean, this was literally like scrambling to try to not just capture, light, like, you know, have lightning strike strike twice, but also like literally competing with this other album that was coming out um and just like stealing the name and it was it's like if somebody else put out that soldier boy album. <laughs> right? It was like this is actually the soldier boy album.
2: Well, you know, you did have uh Watch Me Crank My Batman. Yeah. Um I think Monster Mash Party is meant to be uh the setting of the song The Monster Mash, right? Okay, okay. So there's so so a the party. De- right. Yeah. So in the Monster Mash he's describing this party Uh, He's telling the story of the monster of when he was there at the monster mash, but at the monster mash party, it puts you right there and media res.
1: Oh, oh. Um, what a what a phrase! It's
2: like the part of the sweater song, like between the chorus and the verse, where it's just the kind of the guy at the party like talking to people. Oh yeah, that's the monster mash party. Okay, okay. Well, that's Um, literally all
1: it is. It's not a song.
2: The frustrating thing is there's so much expansion on the lore, uh, but and uh, here's his oppor- his golden opportunity he's at the monster mash party he can finally tell us provide instructions on how to do the monster mash and he he doesn't you yeah. never get those instructions
1: there's no instructions no Um, and there's no like YouTube craze to be able to like follow along with the song to be able to like demonstrate what the, what the motions are. I I was having a hard time. So all of these songs, you can't find the lyrics for them. So you have to just, except for the monster mash, obviously. So you have to like, really like try to listen hard. There's one part where he says like, Igor, you fool. Be a little more cool. You just about stepped on my bing. What is he
0: saying? My I wing, don't know. my wing, oh, my, my wing. wing. That's right. Yeah. Wing. So that's, 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 that's the Bell Lugosi impression. Got yeah. it. I just about stepped on my wing. There's
2: a lot of references to Dracula's wings. That's, that's the that's a go-to yeah. for, for Bobby on this. And album. like
1: the Wolfman's tail and stuff. It's like, okay, what do we know about these characters? Okay, Dracula wears a cape and drinks blood. Wolfman has hair. Uh, <laughs> mummy. Is m- both my mom and my sex object and uh, a decaying cadaver. Um, you what, know
0: what do we know about Yanush? I mean, here's Yanush. We know very little about Janusz. Janusz, Janusz. Is, this is this is the genesis of Yanush, <laughs> in, in the in the oeuvre of of this album. This is this is this is the start of Yanush here, yeah. which, is, which was later referenced again in that track that we heard before. But this is the start
2: of Yanush. He really should have brought Yanush in for a feature on the monster rap. Yeah, it was the ray. It was the invisible ray. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
3: know
1: um, I don't where we're going from there. Interesting
2: little piece of trivia. Leon Russell played piano on Monster Mash party.
1: Oh yeah. And who's that?
2: Leon Russell, he's like a he's like a famous uh you know country guy? country blues he, pop he's guy. He's a real
0: musician who made real oh, music. Okay. Yeah, he made cool. real
2: music. He had like a really illustrious career, like gold record uh, his own career in his own right, but he also like played He's like a studio a session guy who played with like Bob Dylan, Eric Clapton, Willie Nelson, George Harrison, Neil Young, like all the all the Bobby big, Boris But he wrote he wrote a lot of songs for Joe Cocker, um, who oh. uh, Joe Cocker, I think, d- didn't write any of his own music. Right. Well,
0: but he got by with a little help
2: from his friends. He sure he sure did. <laughs> <laughs> So Um, that
1: actually that reminds me that I learned um, there is a great episode of a great podcast that I love very much called Punch Up the Jam. I'm sure all of our shoppies know about it. Um, They're really great. And they have an episode about the Monster Mash. And I learned that the director of that Monster Mash movie went on to direct Toy Story.
2: Um I read that. I, is <laughs> that true or did yeah. they do their own like remake version of it?
1: No, no, it's yeah, true. What? And he did then the he, original? Uh, yeah, That's and it's so crazy. It is crazy. And also like Bruce Almighty and like some other fucking movies. Like he was like a So you
0: went to work for Pixar? Yeah. You...
1: I, I don't I don't know, dude. Yeah. He was a director uh oh. for for, you know, legit shit, which, you know, I guess is
2: fine. I mean, there's a lot of very legitimate people like uh t- very talented people like Hovering around the fringes of this album, it seems right, like. With right, right. Cl- Cloris Leachman, Leon Russell, and and, um, uh, I don't know. Maybe that's, that's, it. It. that's
1: <laughs> it. That's it. That's um,
2: it. Oh, and, then, and the guy who directed Toy Story. Right. I mean, of course. all that
0: talent.
1: And then you got this kid from Somerville that's just coming out and trying to do his best. That's how the guys from Somerville sound like at the tea station. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm from Somerville. I'm um, from Somerville. You say it like that. Somerville. 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 Somerville anyway um, Summerville theater shout out to the Summerville theater yes. we should oh, dedicate the, we, the the sh- we should sure. dedicate this uh, episode to them and you should do- donate to them so that you know they survive because yeah.
2: It's a good place will. because to go to we monster. would not have the monster mash if not for Summerville theater Honestly, right? that's, that's, absolutely true. that's the true. reason to donate that's the only true. reason that's the only, I mean what more reason do you need I just wanted to reflect on how um, how much this the whole Bobby Pickett story kind of just encapsulates how weird fame was in the early 60s yes.
1: And the music industry yeah. as a whole, right.
2: Like how, we, the the industries were still so young and it just allowed for stuff like this to happen. Yes. And I feel like there were like two periods where you had that. And I feel like it was like the the early, maybe like three periods. There, There's, there's it comes in waves of like, a new technology is introduced that makes it cheaper or, or, or makes access easier for people to get in. And then you get all of this, Weird B shit,
1: right? Independently B-C-D produced camp and shit. beyond.
2: You got it. Uh, you got it in the the Ed Wood days in the fifties. Yep. You got it. Uh, you know, up into this. This is probably the tail end of that. Yeah. And then you got it again in the eighties with yep. with VHS and uh, and video technology. And
1: then the you know late nineties, early two thousands with the internet.
2: With the internet, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but this was kind of the first time you had. I'm I not even the first time, but just at this time, like fame. What it took to become famous, uh, it, it was just, you could actually just like luck into it.
1: Well, yeah. With- I mean, literally, like Fabian, I, I did do a little bit of, uh, research on, on Fabian, Rabian, a.k., uh, who was literally just a teenager who lived across from a, across the street from a record company executive who was like, hey, if you, put a pompadour on your head you'll be a star and that's literally it and it worked <laughs> yeah it, it did <laughs> well it, so if you're white and good looking that it was you know the there, wheels
2: were greased there were just way less people trying to make it back then so if you put in the minimal effort you might just end up being bobby pickett and having your rent paid for the rest of your life off of one song right um or you can be a pat like boone the, where you steal songs, all the songs from
1: you know black people and then you know re-record them and then Make a lot of money off yeah. of them. You could do that, too.
2: Yeah. I mean, a, a, sure. That's not what Bobby did, though.
1: No, it's not what Bobby did. Um, I mean, he just stole it from, like, the, the movies he was, like, you know.
2: And from people he was in Korea with, apparently. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was he was in Korea. Actually, didn't he say there was – I think there's one quote about his time I mean, in when Korea. When in Korea, you know? Uh, when in Korea. <laughs> you were in Korea. Um, what did he say? Yeah, he, um, he was on his way back from a year-and-a-half tour in Korea – on the ship he came back on, they were putting together a show. Quote, there were these three or four black guys who were singing doo-wop and acapella stuff, and they needed a bass baritone. So I became a member of that group. So on the one hand, it's like, okay, you're just kind of like stealing black culture, but then at the other hand, you were a white person who was down to fucking sing with some black people at yeah. that time, so that's pretty dope. a regular
2: Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: uh. And if you don't vote for him, you ain't black. You heard it here first. <laughs> Stoppies. Please vote for him, though. Please, God. I'm sorry. Was well, Joe Biden you live actually in a, in a doo-wop state. group,
2: or was no. he just around the doo-wop culture? Are you
1: just confusing this with like Oof. that that, that storyline from The Simpsons?
2: I think I might be confusing <laughs> it with that storyline from that one episode of uh, It's Always Sunny. Oh, okay. Where Frank gets his old doo-wop group back together. Yeah.
1: Jeez. That has nothing to do with any of these songs. Uh, Should we move uh, on yeah, to the next? <laughs> so, more tunes. All right. We got two more. This is Irresistible Igor, followed by Bella's Bash. Here we go.
4: Irresistible oh, how dashing who is is he In his nightly body snatching Yellen holds the key To the hearts of female zombies They love him on and night. They see him spinning through the night And one by one they fall. Irresistible ego. Where comes Igor with Frankenstein didn't bring track he's no friend of mine his jealousy is widely known doesn't take my match got a dance of his own all right fellows come on let's split Igor don't leave those electrodes lit let's hurry on over to Dracula's pad and see his new dance that's becoming a fad
2: all right <laughs> um, this is some some real funny. Uh, there's a couple of real funny twists to the lore going on here. Okay. Here's this little Igor. So yep. Igor apparently is a heartthrob mm-hmm. to the ghouls, the zombie, the babes zombie babes, zombie yeah. babes, yeah. Um, <laughs> the Virgin Boris and the Chad Igor. <laughs> it really puts a, it puts into uh, you know the bickering with Drac in uh, the monster Minuet in a new perspective that like they're actually just these two soy boy beta cucks <laughs> uh that are just <laughs> bickering like oh yeah i'm, I'm gonna go i'm gonna I'm fuck her no I'm, I'm gonna fuck her actually you know i'm gonna I mean? dig up her grave yeah. no i'm gonna dig up her grave yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then meanwhile igor's just cleaning up
1: yeah left and right <laughs> fuck man yeah, he you know, in his nightly body snatching, he alone holds the key to the hearts of female zombies. They love him more than all. I don't know how that's Boris.
0: Boris, just is this is this a song about Boris? How Boris really truly feels about Igor? What you right? Know? I mean,
2: he oh. is his sub, his slave, basically. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah.
1: Is it like a Nexium vibe?
2: It's like all right. So it's like it's the <laughs> only way he can profess his love for Igor is by doming him. Uh, or, but he's not really even doming him. He's he's he's. Well, he's dumb. saying
1: that his face has gone to pot.
2: Yeah, but all the uh, all, it doesn't matter. He's getting all the he's getting all the tail. Well, he left he's a getting string all the trim, insomable,
1: <laughs> insomable. <of> <laughs> <And> <laughs> he left a string of broken hearts. Which do zombies still have hearts?
2: That doesn't uh, yeah, really but make sense. Not, they, don't they have blood.
1: hearts,
0: but not brains.
1: Well, how can they break then? at That point. Oh, they have hearts. Okay. Yeah,
2: zombie has a heart. He's yeah, yeah, just, just you know. It's just a non-functioning piece of rotting meat inside their body but it's there
1: yeah no igor does seem like the alpha you know they give the they give the line he leaves the girls all crying he doesn't really care which like he's a fucking dick (laughs) he's a he's a piece of shit Mm. i mean he digs up their graves like presumably fucks their corpse and then um like leaves them crying is that cool
2: Mm, no it sounds not very cool it's not cool you know that's that's the chad way
1: okay well you know
2: uh Bella's Bash sounds different than the other songs in the album.
1: Okay.
0: You gotta give it that. It okay. does. If I knew something about music, I'd I'd be able to, to analyze it a bit. But it sounds like uh some kind of like uh it's not like is it like
3: um, so, Is it like a like, a, like a, is a waltz? It blues
2: or waltz or, I don't, it I don't know. It sounds like some New Orleans style um Blues or New Orleans, New Orleans style, like there's some like Tin Pan Alley type shit. I've heard the term twelve bar blues. I don't yeah. know if that's that. I don't know anything about music. No, twelve bar blues is uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> 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 okay, okay. yeah, right, yep. one, four, yeah, 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 uh, I don't know if I have anything else to say, but I do appreciate that. Uh... Oh, actually, I do. I have a big thing to say, okay. which Boy. is in Bella's Bash, Dracula actually tells you how to do his dance. Yeah, and this is the culmination been of the storyline. He's been talking about this whole time that he wants to do a dance to to one up the Monster Mash, a dance that's better than the Monster Mash, mm-hmm. and. And I'm like at the beginning of the song, I'm like, why is Boris going to this party at his rival's house? But you find out he's going there to see what's the deal with this new dance. Because that you
1: suck got served.
2: And then <laughs> lo and behold though, how to do the dance, you gotta you gotta fly up into the air and then shake your wing to the right and shake your wings to the left. And Nobody else can do that. No one, what, what, human what? beings can't do that. Wow. And at the end at the end he's like no one's going to do this bullshit.
3: <laughs> Normal
2: people can't do your dance. It will never be better than the Monster Mash. <laughs> and it's like, damn, that's the climax of the album there it right is.
1: there. There it is. Yeah, Dracula's trying to be tricky over here. He's trying to like show off. And it's like, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck you, dog. Keep it simple.
2: Yeah, in the We end- have
1: a fucking hit. Dance called the mashed fucking potato my dude like chill out we can't be flying all over the place
2: exactly that's the end of the story really because after this there's just a skit yeah uh, and then there's a a song (laughs) uh, a a song that's completely unrelated to the rest of this it's i mean it's totally different season yeah um so this really is this is the climax of the album this is how it ends is that boris wins the monster mash reigns supreme yeah Mm, that's good you know you were talking you were asking earlier like why does the monster mash endure like what what gives it its power and i really think that it's you know reflecting on it now i think that it's that bobby pickett really knows his shit that you can hear the passion for it like this isn't something made i mean it is absolutely something made by someone looking to cash in and make score a quick buck but at least in do they're doing it with something that they hold dear to their heart I think, it's like I think
1: party bobby, in the usa with
0: yes.
1: uh <laughs> i think <laughs> the bobby Jay-Z pickett song.
0: probably thought he would score like 500 bucks and he's going like cool great you know like i'll make a, like some quick cash and it'll be fun but instead it ended up being like a big i think it ended up being much bigger much bigger than he way, thought it would be way, way bigger way
1: bigger which is kind of remarkable i mean that like, you got to give it to i mean that's that's hometown ingenuity i give it to him i give him credit i think i think You know, he seems like a good guy, but Jesus fucking Christ, especially these next, the last two songs on the album, like, you know, we're overstaying our welcome. So let's just move on to these last two songs and get this fucking over with. How about
2: that? This next one isn't a song. It's a skit. And I want to know if you guys know what the fuck it's referencing, because I do... But uh, do you guys know what that, what I
1: they're
5: know. doing here? Well, All right. What's Let's get into roll? it. Yeah. So
1: we got Let's Fly Away followed by Monsters Holiday. Dracula. Oh,
5: vampire. Oh,
4: Dracula. Vampire, Dracula. Vampire, Dracula. Vampire. But they were up to no good. Didn't act like good monsters should. They found themselves a new prey. They planned to rob Santa's sleigh. They were making a list and checking it twice. Frankenstein wanted a shiny new trike. A new chain for Janusz. A brace for Igor's back. A speed shaver for Wolfman. A new cape for Drac.
1: <laughs> Wait, really?
4: Really? That's what you uh, asked for,
1: Frankenstein? You could ask for anything? Frankenstein
2: wants a tricycle. You
1: want a tricycle, my dude? dude that's really? a
2: funny thing to picture, though, This big old <laughs> Frankenstein riding a trike. That's pretty funny.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess. <sighs>
2: Is <laughs> because tracks are tiny and Frankenstein's big. He's yeah, big. Yeah, you're that's right. The it's, it's
1: it's it's the uh. It's do you find it funny to watch me in my automobile? <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, Mike. So they I want to know what's what's going on with the the, the vampire vampira track. What's yeah, what's the deal with that one? Uh, I didn't I didn't pick up on it.
2: All right. So, 1952. There was a comedy album. This guy Stan Freeberg 1951 Um, He had a comedy album And he came out with this thing Called John and Marsha If you want to search John and Marsha Stan Freeberg On YouTube Okay I'm pretty sure this is I mean I'm positive this is what what he's referencing
1: Okay great
2: This was very popular Uh, This was uproariously funny to people in the 1950s Wow um, And it, it endured all the way to the 60s. I mean, they. they what was refer- the
1: concept of it, though? Like, that's the what concept of it is exactly
2: the same thing, except replace Dracula and Vampira with John and Marsha.
1: Wait, okay. Okay, let me. This is the Wikipedia article. So here we go. John and Marsha is a 1951 American novelty comedy single written and performed by Stan Freeberg and released on Capitol Records. This is goes back to our point about. How easy fame was at that point. (laughs) Consisting of only two words, John and Marsha, the recording is a back-and-forth dialogue between a man and a woman ranging in varied emotion. It was made into an award-winning commercial uh, by producer-director John Hubley and animated Art Babbitt and aired on television in 1956.
2: So it was supposed to be basically a parody of soap operas. Ah, it was, it was sending up soap operas in the way characters talked to each other on soap operas. Wow. Okay. And so he is doing a, this reference years later and just replacing them with vampires. And it gets its own track on the album. Got <laughs> To it. fill it out to 16.
1: Got it, 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 got it. Okay. All right. Well- so so it is party in the usa <laughs> once again um yeah i mean that doesn't make it a song it's definitely not a song no it's not, um it's
2: not really worth anything either I, although no. you know what i will say i chuckled at the uh when they flew away at the end that was, yeah
1: the bat, sound. <laughs> the bat sounds pretty good.
3: The
0: bat, I, I like the
1: bat sound that's what a bat sounds like apparently that was
2: pretty
0: funny
1: and yeah it was kind of funny um monsters holiday what do we have to say about that one
0: I need that as a single. <laughs> yeah. For my for my <laughs> Christmas DJing.
2: Oh,
1: it, uh, was it was a Monster's Holiday.
2: The Monsters Holiday. <laughs> well, the I monster think it was holiday. a single. I think it's on a, you can find it on forty five possibly. I've
0: got the forty five of
2: Monster Smash. Monster Mash.
0: Well, of course. No, monster I Smash. Do. Monster. Just just Monster
2: Mash. One. You got Singular. A, the the misprint one that says Monster Smash? <laughs> <It's worth> monster <laughs> Smashed. <laughs> worth big bucks. Um He should have done one for every holiday. How where's Monster Flag Day?
1: Right. Right. Uh, or, Monster Veterans Day or, you know, monsters. Thanksgiving.
0: Uh, what There's no Thanksgiving. What novelty, novelty Thanksgiving songs are there out there?
1: Zero. Shit. We're at the end of the album, guys. We did it. So as you know, Wiley, as a seasoned veteran of the show, what we do at the end of the uh, album is we look back and we, um, you know, we reminisce together and we retrospectively assign the album a rating. From zero to negative five of some quantifier. So you both get to choose the quantifier, and you get to be the first one to rate the album.
0: Wow! Oh, wow! A lot um, of pressure. That is. That is a lot of pressure.
1: If you're not a beta cuck, you can probably rise to the occasion.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, not I guess a beta cuck like Drac and
2: like, Boris. <laughs> yeah, right. I have, have to be a
0: real, a real Igor a real here. Igor. Be
1: a real Igor
0: well i'm gonna rate the rate the album it's t- this is so tough because i love i i i fucking love the monster mash it is it is such a banger i mean mash mash so good but <laughs> but i mean the rest of the album really is is just total drack you <laughs> know so I, i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to rank this negative two coffins oh. on on a scale of whatever we're doing here nice um, yeah, solidly middle of the road. I, you know the album; uh, the, it has its moments. I would actually probably buy. I would actually probably buy this album. I, I, yeah, I would. I would like to own this. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean the cover is the cover's pretty
2: good.
1: All right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Negative two coffins. Uh, Mike, you want
2: to go next? Sure. Um, look, this is make it stop. We've heard it all. Yeah. I can't be too mean to Bobby. I had a little fun with this album. <laughs> I'm gonna give him a negative one coffin. Uh, and I'm giving him the negative one because he never explained how to do the Monster Mash <laughs> any of these 16 tracks so he loses a point for that
1: okay wow that is awfully generous <laughs> I mean listen this was listenable um so that is a big win for something on the show. Um, But is it 16 tracks listenable? No, it's pro- it's approximately four tracks listenable. <laughs> um, It really is. I mean, the the, the the audacity of stretching this out. And of course, obviously, they were cashing in on the initial hit and they wanted and he continued to for his entire life. So I don't feel bad about saying this. Our hometown hero, Bobby Pickett, you know, he was able to pay his rent for his entire life. He never had to struggle. Um, You know, this continued. It obviously holds a place in the zeitgeist, in our collective imaginations. It's clearly important. It's important enough for Wiley to listen to it for an hour and a half, uh, for just one song on this album for an hour and a half. So you've got to give it that amount of credit. But, um, you know, it just, um, it's barely an album. I mean, <laughs> it's its barely an album. It does It's one of the best albums that we've ever reviewed, but it's <laughs> barely an album. And that's, you know, it's definitely saying something. Was it fun? Yes. Was it... Um, oddly erotic yes um <laughs> do i have feelings about um the menage a trois of uh igor uh Drac and uh dr frankenstein yes <laughs> yeah. we need to
2: explore those feelings further
1: we'll explore those feelings further um you know in the privacy of my own home but <laughs> i'm not going to say that this is good in any way um you gave it a ne- negative two it is really um Ooh, let's see. 16 songs, huh?
2: Here, I just want to point out to you, though. Yeah, average song length two minutes twenty seconds. Eight, that was exactly
1: wow. what I was just about to say. the 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 beauty of the brevity of these songs is glorious. There are some songs which, again, are not songs, so I don't know if you give them credit for this. That are like forty seconds long on this album. So that is that is something. It wasted less time of my life. It took more. It took less years off of my life um, than the vast majority of the albums that we listen to on this show. So you know what. Um, Wiley, I'm going to go with you. It's a negative two coffins for me. Okay.
3: All
0: right. Yeah.
1: All right. So um, thank you so much to our incredible guest, Wiley, for being on the show with us today. Thanks for,
0: thanks for having me here. It's, it's, it's a
2: pleasure to be in Everett. <laughs> um where this album was recorded uh no where uh, bobby boris pickett did stand-up comedy for the first time yes right okay yeah okay. classic
1: classic yeah my backyard did Hope-
2: a, he did a tight five
1: <laughs> a very tight five um so wiley why don't you go ahead i know you're tiktok famous so you don't need any additional um you know push from us and our, our lowly downloads but you should just kidding we we have I think we're over like a hundred thousand this year now. Whoa, no show. So yeah, that's a lot. of That's this. like Not a of lot of up. Yeah, thank good. you, fucking stoppies, Jesus Christ. Um, but tell everybody about your store and everything that you do, and Whoa. and plug everything whatever you, you want to plug.
0: Well, I, I'm the uh, I'm the the owner and, and proprietor of uh, <laughs> of High Energy Vintage in <laughs> Somerville, Massachusetts. Um, TikTok you can famous. check us out Tick The TikTok world famous vintage store, High Energy Vintage. Uh, you can check us out on Instagram at. at High Energy Vintage, or you can check out our website, which is highenergyvintage.com. Basically, just High Energy Vintage offer everything across everything. You can check us out. Um, What else? I do a lot of other stuff. You know, you you can catch me spinning tunes when all this uh, lockdown stuff is over, probably, probably somewhere. Uh, But also show your support to your local, your local venues. If you're around here, you know, uh, show once Somerville some love. Uh, Show the Brattle Theater some love. Show the Somerville Theater in in davis square somerville show them some love because they need it they're they're hurting a lot more than than my stories right now
1: yeah and and so neva the national independent venue association they have a big um fundraiser going on called uh save our stages and that's for you know local independent venues like the ones we just mentioned uh Please, if you have some extra scratch, go donate it. I ended up donating through YouTube the other day because I was listening to uh, Miley Cyrus uh, do a really good cover of Zombie by the Cranberry. Her covers um, have been pretty good. She's a fucking, you know what, for all the bullshit, she's fucking talented.
2: I heard today that she's going to release an album of Metallica covers.
1: Which either we'll be reviewing on the show or we're going to love.
2: I think it's going to be the best It's going to be better than anything Metallica has done for the last 30 years. And I think. Sure.
1: (laughs) I think we all agree on that. Um, Yeah. So check that out. Um, Check out High Energy Vintage. Uh, I alluded to it being TikTok famous, but it literally has exploded. It's The only good thing that's happened in 2020 is that um, our dear friends store has been um, has gotten super famous with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of views, probably millions at this point.
0: It's, yeah, it's it's millions. Uh, uh, millions? I don't know. I mean, I, I forgot. Last because it was like 200,000 when you oh,
1: first posted it.
0: Yeah, it's probably at, at yeah, it's probably at like half a million now. But then also some Instagram accounts shared it and they had like a couple hundred thousand views. So yeah, it is probably at like a million views. That's crazy. Sick as hell. I, yeah, that's nuts. I, yeah, I don't even know what to say.
1: It's fucking badass. If you want some laser discs, my dude's got you. If you want if you some want laser
0: discs, vintage uh, video games,
1: cassette tapes. Yeah.
2: For or sure. or just a cool shirt. Any of the old N64 wrestling games, they had very reasonable prices on them. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yep. That's, That's true. true.
1: So check them out um, and uh, check out us. Uh, obviously you did, but you can find out more about make it stop at make it stop or you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at make it Stopcast. Um, you can send us a novelty um, evacuation day hit if you would like, and just, <laughs> just go ahead and, um, you know, draft the lyrics to that and send that to us in an email. We would love to see it at make it stop podcast at gmail.com. Big shout out to everybody who continues to send us emails and comments on our um posts we appreciate it we read all of it and um we appreciate it so fucking much uh we have uh more episodes coming your way we're gonna be doing train there it is again there's the train do you oh, hear it
2: right on cue But
1: um, bum but bum um and yeah a whole bunch of other stuff we have the cornucopia for thanksgiving coming up um our our novel our other novelty holiday episode. Um and um shout out to everyone on Pandora who continues to download our Afroman Christmas episode from last year. It's just yeah. insane. I don't know how that happens. But um either way, thank you. We appreciate it. And uh we'll see you next time.
2: Bye. 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 Podcast is produced <laughs> <laughs>
1: The Make It Stop podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by Heather McCormick. It is affiliated with the Boston Free Radio Podcast Network at bostonfreeradio.com and with Somerville Media Center based out of Somerville, Massachusetts. The music used for our intro is produced by Patrick Ahern. Thanks for listening.